This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. May 17th, a Monday morning. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Dozens of firefighters from across South Jersey are working to contain a massive wildfire at Bass River State Forest in Little Lake Harbor Township. Fire crews have settled control burns to help contain the blaze and save at least 100 homes that are at risk along state, uh, Stage Road and Route 9. It was first spotted about 4 o'clock yesterday. Rob Gill with the New Jersey Forest Fire Service said the fire consumed roughly 900 acres of land that splits between Ocean and Burlington counties. Sections of Route 9 have been forced to shut down. There are uh, voluntary evacuations for residents in the area with a shelter set up at Pinelands Regional High School. Firefighters from across the state are working to get the blaze under control. Officials report about 70 firefighters with the New Jersey Forest uh, Forest Fire Service from the central and southern parts of the state battled to get the fire under control. About 150 structural firefighters from 35 municipal Municipal fire departments work to protect the surrounding homes. Firefighters began conducting what they call burnout operations, where they set smaller controlled fires in hopes of protecting homes along Stage Road and the offshore manor development along Route 9 and Little Egg Harbor. It's the process where we eliminate the forest fuel on the ground from a secure area. In this situation, it's a hard top road all, uh, all the way around the fire, Gill says. Residents are being asked to avoid the area. No injuries have been reported. The cause of the fire still is under investigation. Uh, This fire is occurring at the back end of fire season. Pennsylvania is loosening restrictions for gatherings and events as more people are vaccinated against COVID-19. Starting today, gathering limits will go up in Pennsylvania with the exception of Philadelphia. Indoor event capacity will go up to 50% and outdoor events can be held at 75%. On Memorial Day, Monday, May uh, May 31st, all COVID-related restrictions will lift in Pennsylvania, allowing retails, salons, bars, and restaurants to operate at full capacity. The Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association is pushing Governor Tom Wolf to move the date up to Friday, May 28th, to take advantage of the full holiday weekend. Philadelphia will lift uh, all safer at home restrictions except for mask wearing on Friday, June 11th in Pennsylvania. About 48% of adults are fully vaccinated. Wolf says once the number reaches 70%, all masking requirements will be lifted. Currently, anyone who is not fully vaccinated in Pennsylvania is required to wear a mask in public. Today is the tax deadline. This year, the IRS extended the traditional tax filing deadline from April 15th to May 17th, giving most taxpayers an extra month to prepare their filings in the middle of a slew of pandemic-related policy changes, including the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan. As of May 7th, the IRS processed about 116 million returns. By comparison, uh, it had received about 126.7 million returns. The agency issued roughly 84 million in refunds so far, down 3.2% from this point last year. If you haven't filed, you can still request an extension to October 15th. If you're an individual, you can file for an extension online by filling out the form 4868 using the IRS's free file tool. The form requires an uh, estimate of your tax liability, but beware, if you owe taxes to the federal government, payments are still due on May 17th. The IRS offers some payment plans to individuals who are unable to pay their taxes in full. The more you pay by May 17th, the less interest and penalty charges you'll owe. In sports this morning, Ball sacks are young. Ball sacks are 
is that? The Sixers finished off their regular season with a win against the Orlando Magic. Tyrese Maxey had 30 points, 7 rebounds, and 6 assists, and the Eastern Conference champion Sixers beat the Magic 128-117 to in the regular season finish. None of the usual starters played after the team clinched the top spot in the East uh, with Friday's win over the Magic. The Sixers finished 49 and 23 overall and 29 and 7 at home. They will host the first round of the playoff series against the second team to emerge from the NBA's new play-in tournament, which begins with two games tomorrow night. The Phillies wrap up their series against the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, they wrapped up their series with a 10-8 loss yesterday afternoon in Florida. TV cameras showed a confrontation in the dugout between Phil's manager Joe Girardi and second baseman Gene Segura. Segura committed two errors, including one in the first inning when he misplayed a soft one-hopper. Girardi wouldn't answer any questions about what happened in the dugout during the post-game press conference. The Phils are back home this week and open up a three-game series against the Miami Marlins tomorrow night. And Villanova head coach and two-time national champion Jay Wright has been named part of the 2021 yeah. Basketball Hall of Fame. Wright led Nova to the 2016 and 2018 National Championships, three Final Fours, and a combination of 12 Big East Conference regular season and tournament championships. He was named the National Coach of the Year in 2006 and 2016, as well as the AP's Coach of the 2010 Decade. Wright joins the 2021 Hall of Fame as a coach alongside Rick Edelman and Bill Russell. Paul Pierce, Chris... Bosch, Chris Weber, and Ben Wallace will headline the class. Yolanda Griffith and Lauren uh, Jackson will represent the WNBA. And that's what I have for right, you. This Yolanda. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Yolanda. And uh, everyone joining us as uh, we get together on a Monday morning, a fresh week and a new Word of the Week prize. And we're giving away $300 from the Bagster. Yeah. Yes. The Bagster. The Bagster. Is our sponsor for the Word of the Week. So $300 is cash. It's, it's all good. It's it's nice, simple. It's a prize that anybody can use. So we'll make sure that you have your opportunity to collect those letters coming up at the end of the program. Um, we also have to reinstitute uh, and give love to our coolest teacher of the year. Yeah. yeah. So I want to do that now, and then we will draw a new one. But last week, we had uh, pulled out of the hat, and this is our first weekend voters. They get a couple of extra days to throw them in there. Uh, but it was drawn randomly. Nick uh, got uh, Padua uh, Academy. Padua, sorry. Padua. Padua uh, Academy. And we put it out there and said, hey, vote. Let us know who you thought the coolest teacher of the past year has been. And they came through with the votes. We are here to announce... From Padua Academy, coolest teacher of the year, Christine Campbell. Ms. Campbell is a chemistry teacher. She's been at uh, Padua for eight years, and she went to St. Joe's and uh, got her master's degree there, which is really cool. Yeah. And she helps with... Now, in the past, we've had some coaches. Yeah. She helps with the gardening club. Gardening club. Mm-hmm. And uh, tends for the raised garden space on uh, campus as well. So she's got a green thumb, which is cool. And she runs charity drives, like the uh, the turkey drop and the Polar Express pajama, uh, which delivers uh, for kids in need and so on. So she sounds really cool. And... You might need to get in on that Polar Express you like that. pajama yeah. donating yeah. situation. And we will uh, we'll see if we can maybe get her to give us a call. Christine at Campbell, we got some cool prizes for her, by the way. And uh, we're just happy to add her to the uh, the list of cool teachers. And the prizes do include... 
tickets to the MM Barbecue, which is nice. pretty awesome. We're going to have a special Coolest Teacher section this year. It's the first time we've ever done this. And they will have Coolest Teacher t-shirts and uh, so on. So it's going to be great. I think it's... Uh, Timing-wise, we're able to do it because the MMRBQ is going to be in the fall. Yeah. And we'll be able to make this work. And we're going to give her a $25 gift card to Acme, Marcus Fresh Food, Local Flavors. And, of course, the coveted President Steve, Coolest Teacher of the Year, Coffee Mug. So, that means we need to draw another school. It's you this time, Preston. It is. And I have the uh, box here. I'm going to reach in. I'm going to pull out a school. Uh, Randomly, I went deep down inside to the gooey center nugget. And we have... New Hope, Solberry High School in New Hope, Pennsylvania. Is Solberry, is that how you say that? Yes, it's Solberry. Solberry, not yeah. Solberry? No, right, Solberry. Solberry. And, uh, Solberry. A very, very good friend of mine is uh, the art teacher there. So really? say maybe Ooh. he's the coolest teacher. Hey, so, Kath, real quick, is it... New Hope, Solberry High School, or just Solberry High School you know and New Hope? That is a good question. I'm not sure. Let me look. All right. Just, I have it officially written down as New Hope, Solberry, but we'll just call it, it Solberry New, High School. It's uh, New Hope, Solberry uh, School District. There you go. And I believe, let me just look, it's Solberry High School. All right. So it's up to you guys. You know. If it's you, you know. Here's what you got to do. It's very simple. You just text the word teacher to 39333, and then we fire back the voting link for you. Make sure you do mention this uh, if you're headed into school today, and uh, maybe they'll include it in their announcements, or if they do a little news program or something like that, we'll find out about that. And uh, then we will give you 24 hours. Tomorrow morning around this time, we will make the announcement. So make sure that you get the vote in and pick the teacher that has been you know, special to you this year, and we'll find out. Uh, if they end up winning the prize. So there you go. Um, let's take a break, and we'll get the ball rolling. I have a bunch of entertainment stories from the weekend to share with you. We have some things to give away with a stupid question, and we'll just uh, share this beautiful, sunny, warm, getting on our way to summertime-type weather day. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an Internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question prize we have is a digital download of Tom and Jerry. And the question I have for you this morning is, what is the title of the Australian National Anthem? 215-263-WMMR. All right, let's see if you know the answer to that. What is the title of the Australian National Anthem? 215-263-WMMR. Going to mention some birthdays while we await your answer. Today is Monday, May 17th. We're going to start with a drummer's birthday today. I always love being able to do that. Uh, The great Bill Bruford. Mm. Play with Yes. Yes. Although... Not this version of God Yes. Sorry, it. Casey. You got to go back and read this. This was Alan White who played drums. <laughs> uh, uh, long distance run around, or yeah. or um, you know any, any of the older songs. Roundabout. Roundabout would be a good one. Yeah. So uh, Bill Bruford also played with King Crimson, and uh, he did a stint in Genesis as well. He's one of the all time greats. In fact, you remember when we had uh, we had um, yeah, um, listen to that drum. 
Oh, beautiful. So good. <laughs> he can make it that's sound like a guitar. Good he yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how But you have to play it very gingerly to get that sound. When we um, have when we have Mike Portnoy by it. here, uh, I had asked him about, you know, going up against other drummers and having challenged drum-offs and so on. And he said the one time he really did get schooled was by Bill Bruford <laughs> of Yes. And he's, uh, he's an English gentleman. He's a great drummer. He's 72. And listen to those drums. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't worry about it. It's well, wait. just soothing. Um... After there you go. Part. There are the drums. No. Yeah. Right here. Yay, there it is. Uh, so Bill is uh, 72 today. Uh, we also have uh, the great Sugar Ray Leto. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hall of Fame boxer. And uh, he turns uh, 65 today. He was he was my favorite boxer of his era. Yeah, charismatic. Yeah. Good-looking guy. Good-looking guy. Great boxer. Yeah. Uh, he's a great boxer. Yes, he was. Yeah. A lot of people forget that. Uh, 65 today. Uh, it's also our buddy Bob Saget's yeah, hey! birthday today. Just had him on. Yeah. He great was, interview. He's excellent, man. He he just, he loves to talk. He does. And, and he's so he, uh, damn funny. He revealed to the world on our show that there will be a Dirty Work 2 sequel. He did yes. say something about that in a roundabout yes. way. Yeah. Uh, so he turns uh, 65 years old today, Mr. Bob Saget. Uh, it's also Craig Ferguson's birthday today. We were just talking about I him. was going to say, you know who loves him? Eddie Vedder loves the him. Carry show and he, he played the boss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Craig Ferguson, not only on the Drew Carey show, but had great success. I loved the Late Late Show. His When I happen to have been up for that. It was great. He had a casual demeanor that I loved. Great uh, interview. His, his monologues were always wonderful. Uh, he's uh, 59 years old today. Uh, it's also Trent Reznor's birthday wow. today. Picked up another Oscar, didn't he, yeah. recently? God, man. Dude is on fire. And didn't you mention last week that Nine Inch Nails is going on tour soon? Yeah, yeah they uh, they did talk about getting out and playing shows. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he's uh, he's doing all of it. All of his projects are in full swing. Uh, and he turns uh, 56 years old today. This is from Watchmen. Uh, great. He did the soundtrack for him. Uh, also, you have actor Hill Harper played Sheldon on CSI New York. And he was also in the movie The Skulls. He's uh, 55. And then the last birthday is Derek Hoff, Dancing with the Stars. Ah. Uh, Julianne Hoff's uh, brother. Were they both in here? Or... They no. were, but separate times. Yeah. Separate times, yeah. right. He was in for Footloose yeah, or something. The, yeah, he uh, remake, uh, remake of Footloose, yeah. yeah I turns. met him at a, I think that when they were doing like touring Dancing with the Stars, and he is Teeny. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. I follow him on Instagram. I don't know why I do, but I, I do, and he's uh, he is very short. And I think next to like some of the dancers, you think, oh, okay, well, he's just normal size, but they're also teeny, so it's like I in love- comparison. But he, I couldn't believe how him and I forget the other guy's name was Mark something. I think they grew up best friends, and they were so small. I'd love to see uh, Dancing with the Stars pair him with Leslie Jones. That'd it's got <laughs> as a as a dancer, it's got to be easier to throw your body weight around yeah, yeah. if you're if you're smaller. Right. I would assume so. Uh, yeah, it's not. I'll tell you what, though, if you're taller than the guy, it's not really all that fun to dance with them because you're kind of getting pulled down a little bit. Okay. Did you have that situation at all when you were dancing? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah there are plenty of guys that were shorter than me. Yeah. You didn't dance with him when he was here, did you, Kev? I don't think so. By but the way, know. it says Why? here in his bio, know. he's five foot ten. No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, I don't know. Case, what? You're five ten. I'm nine? about five eleven. Maybe. You're, 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 about six, you're between five eleven and six six three. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm about six foot five yeah, seven, yeah, something you. like that. <laughs> yeah. You're about uh, six five, six five, six six. Six five, six six, give or take a foot. Yeah. About five seven. 
Yeah. Half. Between 5'7 and 6'6. Six, six. Okay. Right. Uh, Derek Hoff is uh, 36. And his, his sister is a singer? No, no she, she was, was a dancer. Oh, Jinx, oh, oh my God! God. <laughs> She tried to be a singer, though, and uh, it didn't quite work out for her. Yeah, after she got famous for being a dancer, she tried to be a singer, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What happened? Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What happened? Oh, no. What is it? Yeah, just pot everything down He spilled coffee on... No, it's okay. What? Hold on. I got to turn that down. The the box... (laughs) He spilled it on the Vox Pro controller. Oh, is that what those sounds? No, yes. turn it off. Let's no. hear what's happening. No, no, I had to wipe things off. He was oh, wiping boy. it off, and as he, he oh, and he spilled on the, on the instant replay. Why are you sitting The sound effects are coming because Steve, because Casey is cleaning it up. <laughs> Oh my God! We should do this every morning. Uh, uh, I hope those things don't break. Those are very no, important good. to we're the good. show. Really good. Okay. In fact, every once in a while, you should pour stuff on them. Right. Uh, recommend, recommends. Yeah. yeah. Write in the manual. Your liquid. Your choice. Casey is. He is having a day. You didn't hear it, but in sports, he ripped a really loud fart. I saw something okay. happening, and yeah. I was like, I, I hate them, and whatever's is, going on. I turned him in. lie. He just mouthed, Prove it in a court of law. He just mouthed the words, I farted. You know? <laughs> yes. No, no. I, I did not mouth I farted. I basically mouthed like, whatever. I don't care. Well, to make it up to you, though, he you poured liquid on the uh, yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. Hey, guys, I'm out of here. All right. You done? I'm done. I'm out. I'm leaving. All right. Stop it, please. Stop. Thank you. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. I need the title of the national anthem for Australia, and I will go to Patrick, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Patrick, how you doing? Hey, good morning. Uh, Patrick, do me a favor. Give me the answer, please. It's uh, Advanced Australia Fair. You are correct. (laughs) One sec, Pat. We're going to give you a digital download of Tom and Jerry, everyone's favorite cat and mouse team, bring their rivalry into our world. Tom and Jerry star with Chloe Grace Moretz, Michael Pena, and Ken Jeong. And it's available now on digital and Blu-ray. At the box office this weekend, number one was Spiral, ah. uh, which made $8.7 million. It's the Saw movie, right? That is correct, yeah. Chris Rock's in that, I think. He is yeah. in that. He plays a, a grizzled detective. Uh, then you had Wrath of Man, followed by Those Who Wish Me Dead, Demon Slayers, Ryan the Last Dragon, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, Mortal Kombat, Finding You, Army of the Dead was number nine, and then rounding out the top ten was Profile. So it's starting to feel like an actual box office shaping up. Starting to get there. Yeah. Yep, yep. Still, uh, the numbers need to come up a bit, but yep, it's on the way. Hey, by the way, speaking of movies, MTV handed out their movies and television awards uh, yesterday uh, to all the boys, Always and Forever took Best Movie, and WandaVision won Best Show. And cool. in fact, in all, WandaVision won Four out of five nominations, including Best Fight Scene, as well as Best Performance in a Show, which went to went to Elizabeth Olsen, and Best Villain was awarded to Katherine Hahn. Uh, best Movie Performance went to Chadwick Boseman, of course, who passed away last August. Uh, the event uh, rallied around host Leslie Jones, who appeared in several skits throughout the two-hour program. In a format that was similar to the Oscars, in years past, Jones would pop up in movie footage and change the course of the script. And she also won Best Comedic Performance for her role in Coming to America. I don't know if you have the audio over, but her reaction to winning was seismic. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep, yeah, we got it. Okay, let's uh, hit that. Here we go. Oh, my God! Thank you, thank you, thank you! 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 Thank you
y'all. Thank you, Eddie Murphy, for putting me in that movie. <laughs> Thank you, Craig Brewer, for directing that movie. <laughs> Thank you for my glam team for making me look good in that movie. <laughs> and you know what? Thank you to the fans for making that movie. <laughs> She was happy. That's a beautiful thing. Did you ever end up seeing it? Did you see the sequel? I did not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did, I didn't. It's, it's there. It's always I there know. for the taking. I yeah. gotta go. I gotta. I gotta get over there and see it. Uh, also, and we have a clip of this. Scarlett Johansson was uh, honored with the Generation Award for her many roles, including in the upcoming film Black Widow. Uh, so we have a clip from her. Here we go. Thank you so much to my fans for riding the wave with me and for supporting my career so I can continue to have the good fortune to pursue the job that is my passion. And I realize what an absolute gift it is to be able to have the opportunity to do what I love. And I couldn't do it without your continued support. And another big award went to Sasha Baron Cohen, was presented with the Comedic Genius Award, which uh, several of his most iconic characters accepted on his behalf. And I think we have a clip of that. Yeah, him and Borat. Here we go. To the millions of fans out there who voted for me, I salute you. This is yours. I'd be nothing without you. I am... I'm so humbled by this. I'm just a... I'm just a human being creating complex, nuanced characters. Sophisticated tools to expose the... Did somebody say that they want me to expose my sophisticated tool? Jesus. No, actually, I'm not Jesus, although I have been nailed to a cross a few times. <laughs> and by the way, I've got a lot more followers than Jesus in Asia. No big deal about Safa. And talking of Asia, where's BTS? I'm craving a Korean barbecue. <laughs> ruining it. Right, you can't say that stuff unless you're exposing homophobia with real people. Exposing homophobia? As far as I'm coming from, yeah. Now, you, you, all you've done is just f***ed off the LGBTQIA community, the Koreans, and every single Christian. Yeah, I'm influential. I'm an influencer. <laughs> you know what, right? Before anyone else does it, I am officially cancelling myself. All right, so it was Ali G. Yeah, Ali G okay. as well. And it was pretty seamless. Nice. Uh, and then uh, Anthony Mackie picked up Best Hero, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, very Winter cool. Soldier. He was great. Let's, uh, let's listen to that. Here we go. Uh, everything that's happened in the past year and a half has been literally a, um, a very hard experience. Um, but we've gotten through it, and we're stronger for it. And uh, thank you. MTV for this. Uh, It means a lot. Um, You guys will never know the amount of uh, blood, sweat, and tears that went into this show. So, thank you. Good for him, man. Nicest guy. So, the rumors are that the next Captain America full-blown theatrical movie will be, not to give too much away, will be his story now, continuing. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, and he and, uh, by the way, best duo went to him and uh, Sebastian Sam for Falcon and Winter Soldier. They're so. great. Uh, so that was last night. What else was going on? Oh, Vanessa Bryant accepted her late husband, Kobe Bryant's admission to the NBA Hall of Fame on Saturday. It was very sweet. Uh, she had a speech on his behalf, and according to uh, People Bryant, who stood on the stage with Michael Jordan, said, I wish my husband was here to accept this incredible award. He and Gigi deserve to be here to witness this, Gigi would be so proud to watch her daddy get enshrined into the Basketball Hall of Fame. She said, I used to always avoid 
praising my husband in public because I felt like he got enough praise from his fans around the world and someone had to bring him back to reality. Uh, she said, right now, I'm sure he's laughing in heaven because I'm about to praise him in public for his accomplishments on one of the most public stages. And I can see him now, arms folded with a huge grin, saying, isn't this some S? So kind of a nice little uh, uh, thought there about that. Uh, so she accepted that. And by the way, our own Jay Wright got uh, uh, inducted into the NBA Hall. It's very cool. cool. I sent a uh, an article uh, to a few of you uh, that you know shows a picture of him as a young man. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's obviously a good-looking young man as well, but it's like uh, it looks like he's 11. Uh, we have a clip of Vanessa. Uh, here is, or do we? It's basically what you just said. Preston. That's exactly what yeah, I yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because there were uh, several different quotes that they had here. So uh, she accepted the award. All right, you want to hear that or not? Yeah, what the hell? I used to always avoid praising my husband in public because I felt like he got enough praise from his fans around the world and someone had to bring him back to reality. Right now, I'm sure he's laughing in heaven because I'm about to praise him in public for his accomplishments on one of the most public stages. I can see him now, arms folded, with a huge grin saying, isn't this some shit? Well, the race is on after Ellen DeGeneres announced that she is leaving her show after a series of scandals. NBC execs are scrambling to create a succession plan, according to TMZ. They tell the site that uh, NBC execs were eyeing Kelly Clarkson for her show as the heir apparent pre-pandemic, but that her show apparently struggled a bit during COVID. Uh, Production quality went down, and so did ratings. As the production returns to normalcy, execs are going to be watching her numbers closely and may consider that. So you know who else they're considering that I think might be a solid option as well? Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, per TMZ, Haddish uh, also has uh, a lot of projects on her plate, but they would likely have to pay her big bucks to commit to a Monday through Friday show. She's very likable. She does that that, uh, kids say the darndest thing show on ABC, I guess. So Ellen will keep going to into uh, 2022, so they have a little bit of time to figure out who might be taking on that time slot. Uh, ex-cons Lori Laughlin and Mossimo <laughs> Giannulli have paid their debt to, to society, and they just want to chill in Mexico, per court documents. Okay. Didn't they make a deal to meet on a beach? Like, one of them left a clue in a tree somewhere? <laughs> was that yeah. part of the deal? Uh, it was under a rock, um... <laughs> That had no business being where it was. <laughs> right, I mean, yeah. it stood out. So right. Really so they swore yeah. that eventually they would meet up on this beach. She yeah. needed somebody uh, who could get things for her. Right. Yeah. Right. I remember right. reading about that. Say what to nail. The pair who were convicted and jailed for the roles in the college admission scandal requested permission to hang in Mexico while on probation. This is all because we tried to get our daughter into college. Uh, <laughs> the, the pair... <laughs> Uh, filed requests in their criminal cases requesting a five-day stay at a resort in Mexico in mid-June. Uh, and according to the request, it stated Ms. Laughlin has remained in compliance during her term of supervised release. According to the Central District of California, Ms. Laughlin has presented respectfully and cooperatively in all interactions with her probation Well, officer. that sounds positive. Uh, so we'll see if the judge agrees and lets him take a trip to Mexico. Here's one fine month for commencement exercise. <laughs> That's right. All right, a guy named Kevin Guthrie. I wasn't uh, familiar with him. He was a Scottish actor who appeared in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them franchise. 
uh, was sentenced to three years in jail for sexual assault. Oh, boy. Uh, the actor was accused of sexually assaulting a woman in an apartment in Glasgow, Scotland in 2017. Uh, Guthrie denied the charge, telling the Glasgow Sheriff uh, Court he had helped the woman after she fell ill. Uh, despite his denials, Guthrie's DNA was found inside the woman's underwear. Uh, Guthrie was found guilty after a four-day trial was placed on the sex offenders register in Scotland indefinitely. I saw the movie, but I don't remember this guy. Yeah, I'm not familiar with him. Joe Exotic believes that he may have prostate cancer, and TMZ reports that he is asking President Joe Biden for help. Does anybody in the medical field believe he has prostate cancer? Good question. His lawyer tells TMZ Joe is set to undergo further testing in prison, but that the medical facility there is limited. I think I have prostate cancer. Joe told TMZ, I have lost a tremendous amount of weight. The mouth sores are out of control. I throw up more than I eat. Uh, I don't want anyone's pity. What I want, uh, what I need is when John Phillips gets the evidence he is working on, I need the world to help him get President Biden, VP Harris, and the Attorney General to listen to the evidence. I think this will happen. He is hoping to get a pardon and receive treatment. He always goes right to the top. Right to the top. Mm -hmm. He has not as of yet gone to the Pope. No. But that's probably in the game plan. It's got to be, right? There's a man in the, in the United States who's so very good with tigers. Mm. <laughs> Release this great man who uh, apparently has a prostate cancer. We'll see if he gets it to the Pope. Hey, Apple is 17, and her mama, Gwyneth Paltrow, just can't believe it. On Friday, the Goop Maestro posted a sweet Instagram writing, Can it be? Can it be? 17 today? My sweetest girl, you are my life. You make my belly laugh every day. You are brilliant at heart and hardworking. Uh, you are fully you, which I respect and admire so much. I wish I had even had even a spoonful of the self acceptance you have uh, when I was your age. Uh, Gwen is here. Apple and Moses with uh, ex Chris Martin, of course. She, she does is. look very Gwynethy, yeah, doesn't she, Preston? I'm looking at a picture of and her, she she's she's really super cute, and she's gonna yeah, she may be a heartbreaker. We'll she will see. Yep. yep. So there's an issue uh, that I found with uh, social media, and and I'm, it, uh, I mean, it affects me as well. And that is uh, coming up with the proper paragraph to celebrate somebody right. on their birthday or Composing your anniversary. Composing the perfect yeah. passage. And That's why you, I don't do yeah, it. I, can't. I know. Yeah. I know. And because you have to do this publicly or I don't know. Maybe it's something, a, a discussion I need to have with my, my spouse. I can tell you what to do. Yeah. If it's a girl, just put post queen. And if it's a guy, just post king. And uh, then uh, like. And that's uh, it? Yeah. And like applause. That's okay. it. <laughs> That'll get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nobody's going to argue that. What more do you want? No, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Netflix has ordered an untitled spinoff of Bridgerton. Well, uh, Kathy! Focusing <laughs> on the origin story of Queen Charlotte. Uh, Shonda Rhimes will write what is being billed as a limited series. Uh, and she said many viewers, I think this is her, no, Netflix's uh, Bella Bajara said in a statement, Many viewers have never known the story of Queen Charlotte before Bridgerton brought her to the world, and I'm thrilled this new series will further expand her story in the world of Bridgerton. You watch Bridgerton. Is a Queen Charlotte worth a damn as a character? Would you give a rat's ass about her pre-story? Uh, I remember. I don't know if I would. Okay. Okay. Like The, I, again, the whole draw was the dude, right? It was, it's it, him, right? It was, and it was their relationship. Right. So to focus on something... Other than that, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there yeah. there will be a draw for some people. You wouldn't want but, to see her, her years in the 4-H club? But it's yeah. not going to be like what the show was. Okay. 
Shauna and her team are thoughtfully building out to the Bridgerton universe so they can uh, keep delivering for fans with the same quality and style that they love. But maybe if they do her backstory, maybe she was a wild yeah. sex I nymph. Mean, you're a complete slut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe if they went back to see... I mean, it, it is, it's pretty... I think it would be intriguing to find out why she has so much power and uh-huh. you know, why she's in the position she, she's in. Yeah. All right, so uh, we shall see. Ricky Schroeder. Uh, has apologized for harassing a Costco employee who refused to let him into a Los Angeles store without a mask. I'm glad he apologized. Uh, yeah, we have audio of the uh, yeah of, of, the, of the freakout. Yeah, and it's you know it's the employee of Costco. It's not. It's yeah. like he's just not, doing his this job. guy's just showing up for work. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is kind of long, but uh, it's 85 minutes. If you if you play the first all right. 20 seconds, you'll get a gist of it. Here we go. What's your name? My name is Jason. And who are you? What do you do here? I'm a supervisor, front end supervisor. And, and are, why aren't you letting me in? Because in the state of California, in the county of Los Angeles, there has been Costco. no and Costco, there has been no change yes, to our mask policy. Not in the state of California or in the county. Didn't of Didn't you see the news? You didn't see the news. Nationwide, nationwide Costco has said you don't wear, need to wear a mask. Actually, that's not accurate. What, what is Who's the person talking in the background? Somebody know. with Rick? I don't know. Okay. So what is accurate is that Costco always goes above and beyond when following the law. And the mandate in California has not changed. There does seem to be the possibility that in June, by mid-June, that's a date that California... I know oh, if they allow us, if they, if they grant us that, our kings, the people in power... You're going to listen to these people? Well, I know they destroyed our economy. Well, they're so destroying they're our economy. They're destroying our state. I see. And you're just going to... Sorry. You're like, you're like the, the guy's doing a night. He's, he's just he's working for a living. Exactly. He's there. He's I trying mean, to be pleasant. Seriously. And it's, and it's the wrong per. You know, it's just, it's just, I'm glad he apologized, though. Well, he said, he, he said, and he's kind of still sticking to his guns, but he apologized to this guy. He said, Jason, nothing personal. This is on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and uh, he made headlines. Uh, he was uh, doing this. Uh, the guy's name is Jason, and Jason was just explaining that you know you still have to wear a mask. And uh, Ricky said, uh, "I'm not upset with you or anyone in the position that you have. I understand that you're following their laws and rules." He said uh, he apologized for using Jason to make a statement, adding, "I was trying to make a point to the corporate." Overlords, and sorry that I had to use you to do it. At Costco, had that work out for you for the greeter at Costco. Right. Or how about it? Well, you, you, why don't you contact the president yeah. or the CEO of the company yeah. and and make? But but you knew. Did you honestly think you were going to greet a person of complete power at the front door of your local Costco? What was that clip that you had, Steve? It's not about you, douchebag. <laughs> and that's really what it is. That's what he's doing. He's yeah. making it about himself. It, it was self-aggrandizing. Yeah, he's gra- bull he's grandstanding. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's just a little unhinged. Uh, and he said, if I hurt your feelings, I do apologize. But I do think independence from medical tyranny oh. is more important than hurt feelings. Uh, he added that he said he wants things to go back the way uh, they were before the pandemic. We all I think we all want that, dude. We all do. You're Thanks, not buddy. alone. We're just, so, so, it's going to take a little more time, and we're going to get there, but you just got to be patient. Brother. Here's a perfect example. Yeah. I was at a place on, on Saturday, and I went in, and there was one other person. I said to the owner, if you, you know, he said, he, as I walked right in, he said, here's how we're going to do it. You know, if you feel comfortable, you know, without a mask, and, and or if you do, just let me know. And there was another person in the place, and he asked the other person, how do you feel comfortable sans mask? And, yeah. And we just, okay, we're fine then. And we were, we were spaced out and it was great. 
But there, there, you can meet. Listen. You can meet halfway as we transition back to what we want, which is you both said, right? Getting back to normal. Listen, right. this is the equivalent of the guy in the back seat of the plane trying to get out first. <laughs> just, just chill out. We're all going to get out of the plane. It's going to happen. We're all going to get out of the plane. Just chill the f out, man. And we all and we. All, we can all be pleasant. That's a good example. We can all be pleasant. By yeah, the way, yeah. I was on a plane. I didn't even want to bring this up. The girl sitting next to me. Oh. <laughs> when we, you know, the, the, we're, we're, we're getting up. We're near the back. I like yeah. to sit. Uh, I, I like to have a view. So I like to get a plane that's not, or a seat that's not obstructed by the wing. So I chose to sit further in the back. Right. I, I don't care if it takes Who longer. Cares? To get off whatever. Yeah. We're all going to get off. Besides, so, you're more likely to survive a crash. Girl next to me wanted to get off right away. What? And uh, so she was sitting in the middle seat, and fortunately it didn't impact me, you didn't pick yeah. the person that was sitting on the aisle seat, the, you know, in our same row, and she's like itching to get out, and she's essentially she goes, "Can you move so I can go, please?" To the person that's actually, <sighs> and I'm just like, I didn't say anything. I'm like, you should have stuck your finger in her butt. None of my business in her yes. butt. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. And said ding dong. <laughs> yeah. That would have been sexual assault. I oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was yeah. a bad recommendation. Belly button. Yeah, yeah. She was also loud when she was talking on the phone, <laughs> so it was just standard. standard. All right, anyhow, uh, let's move on to another D-bag. Uh, Puerto Rico is acting fast to protect its turtles from Jake Paul and friends. This is a weird little story. It's a, it's a crazy story. The 24-year-old YouTuber and boxer published to Instagram and uh, and since a since-deleted video riding in one of two motorized vehicles rolling along a beach, and he identified the location as Puerto Rico. The video caught the attention of Puerto Rican officials and could be a problem given the time of year because it's turtle nesting season right now. Turtle nesting! And the Secretary of Natural and Environmental Resources, Rafael Marchago, said... I have ordered an investigation to determine that the circumstances surrounding the use of two motor vehicles on beaches that are presently to be are presented to be in Puerto Rico. Uh, some media have published today a video of influencer Jake Paul in a motor vehicle on the beach, an activity that is prohibited apart from law enforcement agencies. Uh, although the video does not establish where or when it was carried out, the DNER reminds citizens that this type of activity is prohibited by law to protect the environment and the species that can nest or live on the beaches. Uh, those who violate the law face fines and other penalties if applicable. I uh, like turtles. Uh, <laughs> Paul's camp said that he didn't mean harm uh, any harm and was unaware of the beach rules. It's unclear if the if 26-year-old Logan Paul was part of the group uh, just three weeks before a scheduled bout against Floyd Mayweather. Do you know they're on the beach for? They were going to Club Baby Seals. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I By like the way, uh, uh, locations that have turtle populations like yeah, the yeah, sea yeah. turtles, they protect them Firmly, like yeah. Hawaii is that way. Like it's mm-hmm. no joke. You touch one of those things, they will find your ass, man. And there are people watching to bust you. Really, they, they love protecting okay. the turtles. Yes. What if you are touching it to protect it? Like suppose massaging it? No. Like what if it's crossing the street and oh, you're oh, like, oh, I need to. Get then this I think thing you could probably street. do that, right? Okay. I don't know. I, I it stands to reason. I'm not really sure. Uh, the Prince of Wales reportedly plans to give people greater access to the royal palaces when he becomes king. Come on in! Charles wants Buckingham Palace, <laughs> Clarence House, Windsor Castle, Sandringham, and Balmoral to be transformed from private spaces to public places. That's cool. Cause according we, to the Sunday Times. We did a tour of uh, castles and some royal residences when uh, my wife and I visited England a few years ago, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So, But there were some places... 
at that point, you couldn't get into. Balmora was one of them. The newspaper said the heir to the throne wants these royal residences to open more widely for longer periods during the year. Uh, Charles reportedly speaking to the Duchess of Cornwall, the Duke of Duch- and Duchess of Cambridge and other royals about the plans. What if you get into these places and you think, oh, this is going to be fantastic. You go into one room and there's like, there's, you know, <laughs> Xbox controllers on the coffee table and like <laughs> yeah. bong and stuff. <laughs> Used cups. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, you know, he's, uh, he's 72 right now. I don't know my British history very well, but I, I imagine he's got to be the oldest king uh, or whenever he be becomes crowned. king. Yeah. 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 Would you die already? Uh, the newspaper. <laughs> Please, Mum. <laughs> the newspaper said Charles is considering opening uh, Buckingham Palace and gardens throughout the year when he is king. When uh, they bring the scepter gently down on his head, Preston, when he's being knighted, he'll die. it'll kill him. Uh, including when he is in residence. So he wants people, while he's there, to be able to come by and visit. <laughs> uh, in April, high public demand for tickets uh, to picnic on Buckingham Palace's lawns and explore its garden uh, forced the royal... Collection Trust temporarily stopped taking new bookings. The traditional summer opening of Buckingham Palace's staterooms and themed exhibition, which normally welcomes thousands, has been canceled for a second year due to the pandemic, of course. But, yeah, it wants to give more access, which would be pretty cool. cool. Yeah. This was uh, nice to see. News comes 27 years after John Travolta and Bruce Willis co-starred in Pulp Fiction. They are apparently going to co-star in an upcoming film uh, an action movie called Paradise City, which is set to start production uh, today in Hawaii. Interesting. So, yeah. who's behind this? Do we know? Director, writer, anybody? Of any? Uh, I didn't merit? see any of those details. Right. No. So, in Paradise City, uh, Willis will play Ryan Swan, a renegade bounty hunter who seeks vengeance on the kingpin of a Hawaiian crime world, played by John Travolta, who murdered his father. Uh-huh. Thai actress uh, Priya Lundberg will star opposite the actors as the movie's female lead. Uh, Travolta recently made headlines uh, when his daughter Ella repeated his famous Grease stands for a Super Bowl commercial. But, yeah, Steve, can... I didn't see anything about uh, about uh, who's, who's behind producing it? or directing. The or director's a guy named uh, Chuck Russell. Okay. Uh, he's attached to it anyway, and he directed The Mask, uh, The Blob, the remake, Steve, in 88, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, and <laughs> yeah. Eras- Eraser. All right. Okay. Yeah. So he's done some stuff. And he did Eraser as well. Okay. All right. I'm Sorry. excited. Sort of. Uh, Kim Kardashian, last story here. Kim Kardashian is celebrating Janet Jackson's birthday in style in honor of the singer's 55th anniversary on Sunday. Uh, Kim revealed that she recently purchased a very special outfit that Jackson wore in her 1993 If music video. Uh, She said, I'm such a fan. I can't believe I won this on Julian's auctions. And uh, uh, Janet had responded to Kim in her own Instagram story and wrote, thank you so much, Kim. I hope uh, If Gives you as much pleasure as it did me. I hope you enjoy it. And she wrote it with uh, three kissing face emojis. Uh, just two days earlier, the auction house announced that the outfit, a custom-made cropped suede top with artificial bone detailing and a pair of black lace-up front pants, it sold for $25,000. Yeah. I remember this video. I remember that outfit. I don't remember this one. It the, looks... Another one went, which was from Scream. Yeah. I remember that one. That's the black and white in video, uh, in space video. Correct. Yeah. And that one went for, I think, over $100,000. Uh, the three-day auction, Iconic Treasures from the Legendary Career and Life of Janet Jackson, was held to commemorate Jackson's birthday. A uh, portion of the proceeds will go towards Compassion International, a nonprofit organization that provides humanitarian aid to children in need. Janet used to go through these massive transformations where she'd be sort of, you know, zoftic and then she'd, you know, come out ripped. A oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
Uh, this isn't the first item that the Jackson of, of Jackson family memorabilia that uh, Kim has purchased over the years. In 2017, she shared that she and Kanye purchased daughter North a one-of-a-kind jacket once worn by Michael Jackson, as well as the white fedora that he wore in his 1988 music video for Smooth, Smooth Cream and Iron. She owns that. She got that? Yeah. She buy him a monkey? Uh, just last week, the mother of four received several other priceless additions to her collection. Uh, handmade Mother's Day gifts from her children. It's so. an honor. Yeah. All right. We do feces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just want to throw that in yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's uh, <laughs> let's do clips. Uh, Death and Nightingales is a three-part miniseries adaptation of Eugene McCa- McCabe's uh, novel set in 1883, where 23-year-old Beth plans to kill her stepfather. And here, Matthew Reese who plays the stepfather, gives insight on what to expect from the series. Here we go. With this intense triumvirate set in 19th century Northern Ireland, where I am the the stepfather to this young girl who gets embroiled with the dashing Jamie Dornan with some very disastrous results. Eugene! <laughs> the series made its belated U.S. Uh, debut yesterday on Stars after first airing in Ireland in 2000. <laughs> Why'd you hit that one? As Eugene, it, Eugene oh, McCabe is the novel. I'm in the Eugene. <laughs> Sometimes that one is just perfectly uh, appropriate. All right, here's the next clip. <laughs> Marvel's M-O-D-O-K is an animated series about a large-headed, mid-tier supervillain facing difficulties in his professional and personal life. I know this. Mm-hmm. Is it MODOK? Do they call it that? M-O-D-O-K? Yeah. I know. Okay. I know this character. Uh, Pat, I'd never known the name of it, though. Uh, Pat Oswalt, who is the voice and producer of the new series, talks about the mental anguish this character has experienced. Here we go. Because of his hubris and his ego, he's like, not only can I rule the world as Emperor Modoc, I can also have a loving family in the suburbs who supports and worships me, both of which are completely falling apart because he is such a damaged ego. Uh, and it's now all the birds are coming home to roost. So he's having to deal with both of these collapses at the same time. And it's really, really fun to write and really fun to perform. I always thought this was a wild-looking character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the giant head Just inside a giant a machine. Sp- yeah, yeah. Uh, Modoc will be released on Hulu this Friday, by the way. I we? think I'm going to want to see that. I may want to see that, yeah. too. All right, and there you go. That's what I have entertainment-wise uh, in the entertainment report for you this morning. All right, we're going to take a break. As we do so, just a reminder that uh, New Hope Solberry High School, Solberry High School in New Hope, however you want to uh, position it's that. It's New Hope Solberry. Is it New Hope Solberry? Yep. All right, yep. Solberry New Hope. All right, so uh, we are looking for the coolest teacher. So if you go to school there, text the word teacher to 39333. You'll get the voting link, and you will get to add that name, and that person will get the prize, just like Christine Campbell did from uh, Padua Academy this morning. She's a chemistry teacher. We're going to set her up with the full complement of prizes, and just a, the but the big warm, uh, heartwarming part of this is it's from the students, it's from That's the it. people that it really counts for. So anyhow, Christine, congratulations to you. We'd love to hear from you this morning, Miss Campbell, and we'll find out tomorrow. New Hope Solberry, who gets that title? We'll take a break and be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Life these days is like drinking from a fire hose 24-7. And you could miss something big. 
also turn on push notifications in your MMR app. That way, when something really important happens, you'll know. And we promise we won't bug you like those guys selling car warranties. Alert, ladies and gentlemen. We have a very cool teacher who is on the phone line and ready to talk to us. Uh, We had mentioned earlier this morning that we uh, had thrown out to the masses last week, the school of Padua Academy. Yes. And we had the students vote, and they did it, and we had a winner, and we welcome her to the show this morning. This is Miss Christine Campbell. Hey, 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 hey. Hello, Christine. Good morning. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you fine. Can you hear me okay? I can, yeah. We're all set then. Hey, you know what? I have a question. So whenever... Whenever we have a teacher's name, I, I never know uh, to use the title Ms., Mrs., whatever. I'm, I'm sure you get called both all the time, right? Right, yep. Doesn't How matter. about Cece? Cece? Yeah, Christine Campbell. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you Actually, like that? Some of, my, some of my students call me that. Okay. Ah, see? I'd, say, I could, I'd be right at home at an all-girls school. <laughs> well, first yeah. of all, congratulations to you, Christine. Uh, you, you've gotten the, the award of the coolest teacher of the year. And uh, did you uh, did you hear, did you get uh, word that this was going on? I did, yeah. Okay. And did it's you? Kind of, it's kind of embarrassing. But... <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be embarrassed. You should savor it. In fact, lord it over all the other teachers. Uh, did you? So I guess then you probably didn't lobby for it. That was going to be my next question. If you find it embarrassing, then you definitely didn't ask people yeah. to vote for you. How long have you been teaching there? Uh, nine years. Nine okay. years. And uh, just uh, chemistry the whole time? Chemistry, physics, and math. And I love it. You run the, the gardening club, is that correct? Oh, yeah, the, um, the urban gardening club, yep. All right, and so do you do a lot of drills and stuff like that, like mulch, mulch, yeah. mulch? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Okay, that's cool, though. So you, you guys, do you set up, like, garden situations? Obviously, if you're saying urban, you're talking about in the city. Is that what you do? Well, we're a city school, so I'm trying to teach the kids about um, organic gardening. We made some raised garden beds, and then whatever we grow, we donate to a couple of local organizations oh. that um, – Kind of give back to the community. That's so. awesome. That's great. Hey, yeah. I, have a, I, I have a question. So I'm, I'm looking at a picture. It's an all girls school, and um, yeah. and it looks like uh, they, they wear uniforms. And I, I went to a public school, so we didn't have uniforms. But do uh, as a teacher at a school like that, do you have a a uniform policy you have to follow at all? No. Oh God, no. You can wear whatever <laughs> you want. Well, I mean, I you have to be professional, but right. Well, yeah. you, you you can't have a tube top that has loud colors. Right. That would probably be frowned upon. Okay. okay. School, yeah. <laughs> uh, and how has it been the, uh, the this past year, the way things, you know, are, are odd for all teachers? I can't even put it into words, the, the exhaustion that most of us are feeling at this point of this school year. Well, yeah, should... it's, it's, it's been hard. As you see things starting to correct back, it's got to be good. And the prospects of the next year of September kicking in, hopefully, back to much more normalcy, that's got to be a very encouraging sign for you. I would love to not be teaching in a mask next year, but yeah. we'll, yeah. we'll see. All right. <laughs> well, you got to be looking forward to summer, I would imagine, correct? 
I can't wait. I'm counting down. <laughs> Good. Excellent. Well, listen, we're going to see you at the MM Barbecue because you got tickets to that as part of this prize. We're also going to give you the Coolest Teacher of the Year T-shirt. I know it'll be embarrassing for you to wear, but please do if you do because you're going to be in the Coolest Teacher section. And we'll also give you, of course, the official Preston Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. And you can put that on your desk if you like or use it however you want to. And we'll give you a $25 gift card to Acme Markets as well as a thank you from your students, Christine. Oh, that sounds fun. All right. Well, enjoy. And thanks for being a great teacher. Christine Campbell, everybody. Who is at Padua Academy. And the next school that was chosen is New Hope Solberry. So you guys get to vote, and you just text word teacher to 39333, and we'll send you the voting link. It's that easy. Or you can go to PrestonandSteve.com and vote that way. New Hope Solberry, I believe their mascot is the lion, and I was uh, looking at their artwork. Their, their, the drawing for their yeah, mascot you is like it? really cool. Okay. It's a really cool-looking lion. Nice. It's made That's out awesome. of deli meat. Is wow. No, well, no, I don't think. I mean, it's just a drawing. Oh, okay. Uh, speaking of and, and having her on at that moment and uh, getting ready for summertime and students that have to just be chomping the bit, you know, to especially get outside and enjoy the weather and all yeah. that good stuff. Uh, we, we got into a conversation off air about uh, getting a summer job and putting your butt to work and uh, and doing that whole thing. I heard you guys talking and I heard, uh, so you, you both your boys are working. Mine are looking for looking. jobs. Yes, they will be working. Yep. Casey, you're, now they've had jobs before, obviously. But Carter has not. This he will has be, not. This will be his first. Yeah, we waited. You know, Carter's 18. I got my first summer job when I was 16. Yeah. I probably should have done it a couple of years earlier with these guys, but they both, both of my oldest uh, waited until 18 to start working. As long, yeah. As long, once you get it, it it's cool. In case your daughter, Casey, yeah, has she, gotten her first job. This is her first job. She's 15. She's a freshman in high school. And I think that's a good time to start. Yeah. Uh, my son was asking about it. He turns 14 this summer, and I'm anti that only because it's like just have one last summer to be a kid and that and i pushed that off a bit on mine yeah. a little too long because i was like man i yeah. would like to have not been working when i was 16 17 i think i'll let my kids do that well you're right. trying and to correct i'm like yeah i probably yeah. should i yeah. why don't you let him uh, so a friend of mine uh she has younger kids yeah. um and they will just like i think it's like two days a week they'll go onto the beach for one of the local pizza shops and pass out the menus that's actually good. On the beach. That's actually yeah, a good job. Know, you get to meet strangers yeah. who have vans <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> He's going to mow the lawn, yeah. uh, so uh, and it's it's a small lawn. So I'm just going to have him do that. And no, I just one last summer of you know. Of and no, at, 14, at 14, I think is probably yeah. listen, I, I, my first job was at 15. Yeah, and I, I think I had to get. You took the, 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 the paper. Working the, papers. Right. right yeah, and, and get them signed off. And then, and then I got yeah. my, my first job. And uh, and then and started the progression. So it was like, you know, I was like, I'm excited. And then, then when it became reality, I'm like, I'm sort of scared. But getting over that hump and getting going. Right. And your first paycheck, and I told you, Preston, my first job was at a place that was right next to a comic book store. Yeah. So that money never made it. Pat, never went home. Yeah. yeah. But you know, keep in mind, too, Case, like, I know it, I get what you're saying, like, one more summer of fun. But, like, I think back to I also had to get working papers, started yeah. working at 15. When I think back to it, I don't think, oh, that was a job. I hated getting up. I hated going. No. It was my summer hangout. And, like, it, it and it's, I, it's I a part time, right? It's like a part. It was that, that was your first no, job at the pool? It was full time. Really? Yeah, no, that, wow. It, it was definitely full time. 
time. We worked all summer long, but I mean, it was like you worked and then after you went and everybody hung out together and uh-huh. it, yeah, it was right. fun. I got my first job at 14. Uh, I had to get the working papers as well yeah, as at yeah. McDonald's. I've, I've talked about it many times. I had that job throughout high school. Uh, it was really nice to have a paycheck. That and didn't they, have, I have to rely on my parents for money. They took you at 14? They took me at 14, yeah. They, they in, saw some. Pennsylvania. Well, they, they yeah. knew I could eventually become third fry guy. Um, but uh, I in, want you to meet this kid. In PA, I mean, it was a good paying job in ninth grade. I got um, uh, six bucks an hour to start, which was pretty awesome back in 1990. Um, but Casey, I'm with you. But with my son is 14, this will be his last summer as, as a, uh, a free man, and then he'll get a job next summer. But what I was going to say before was, uh, if you are looking for work, now is a great time oh, yeah. to do so. Oh, I, my I mean, I mean God. specifically for high school kids, uh, college kids coming back, there are so many jobs available down the shore. There are far more jobs than, I mean, there, there are people not, every place you go past has yeah. a help wanted. Let me ask you, at the 14, like 13, 14 range, like you're talking about mowing your lawn, but would you ever have him go around and, and mow other lawns? No, he doesn't know how to mow a lawn, so I, okay. I would have him do my lawn. <laughs> I you tried know, doing so that, that when I was a kid in the neighborhood, yeah. and I was lousy at cutting grass. Okay, all and right. So I got a couple of, uh, uh, you know, it's a couple of people chucked me some bucks to do it, but then it yeah. never became a regular. Well, so my, yeah. We're good now. Yeah, yeah, my son is 13 years old. He's not going to be 14 all until right. the summer's almost, uh, basically almost all the way over. I think he'll be back at school one month after his 13th birthday. And the other thing is, like, dude, he's going to get smacked in the face with high school in, you know, come August. So just chill. Kathy, Enjoy you, your mentioned, you mentioned about the, the job being a, a social thing, too, as well. I uh, It was my second summer of working a, a, a summertime job. And I, so I was 17, I guess. And uh, <laughs> I was working as a dishwasher at a restaurant. Lousy job, dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. You, you get used to it after sure. a while. You figure it out. But you're doing right. the grunt work. You're doing all that. You're cleaning up all the messes. It's pretty much what you Dunk do. Dunk in for me in the, and, in the kitchen. And so, uh, but what was great is, is if, I, if I would close, uh, afterwards, the manager and whoever, the, you know, the handful of staff would be left over. We would raid the bar <laughs> and oh. go out behind the restaurant yeah. and just sit there and drink. I was 17 yeah. years old, man. Perks we, the would, job. we would drink mm-hmm. beer with the manager. It was a different time. I would drive Still home. Still illegal. Not a good thing. Yeah, no. But it was a lot of fun. I mean, that, we, 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 the, the hangout part of it was really cool. The job sucked, but the hangout part of that afterwards was pretty cool. The social thing is a big part of it. And yeah. it, it, it is actually, if you can find a job that incorporates that. My first job had none of that because the first job was at a catalog store, Montgomery Ward. Yeah. And there was one other guy who was there when I was there all the time. He was about 80 and a chain smoker. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, he's like a second away from getting one of these things. And uh, and so that was horrible. But the next job was Duncan. Mm. And, you know, you had, a, the, a, yeah, people my age were working there. It was cool. Yeah, my first actual job was, I mean, besides being a newspaper boy, uh, was I was a busboy. And that sucked because you're doing all the work. You're cleaning all these tables, setting all the tables up. You're also the only child in the restaurant. Everybody else there was an adult. And you don't so, get tipped, right? So, oh, you barely get tipped. Yeah. I mean, you, um, but... Like, so I didn't have any camaraderie. Everybody was like an extra parent there. And you know what I mean? That sucks. It wasn't until, Kathy, I became a lifeguard the following summer where I was like, okay, this is great. I'm hanging out with my contemporaries. Right, yeah. 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 That's the deal. Uh, Hang on. I know who this is. It's Lou, everybody. Lou? Lou! Who's Lou? Good morning, Lou. Good morning, Preston, Steve. How are you? What's up, Casey boy? What up, Lou? I'm doing, I'm doing 
doing well. How are you guys doing? What Nick. wonderful. What the uh, hell, man? You did you left out Nick. <laughs> Nick oh, I can't leave out Nick. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, I, I love Nick. I love you hey, too. Listen, uh Maurice Peer is hiring. My daughter is is gonna be a lifeguard at the uh, water park this year. Oh. Uh, in the middle of June. Yeah, they're hiring everybody and she's only sixteen, but so, Lou, Lou, that would... Lou, that would be the perfect kind of job. That yeah. that's a like well, work, Steve, working at an amusement park. Yeah, they're they're hiring, yeah. and I believe they start at fifteen dollars an hour do, because it, the a lot of the the employees that they get come from like Eastern Europe. Yeah, that's correct. And it's not happening. It's, it was the same problem last year uh, with the pandemic. Is that you know these you know these uh, kids are coming over from like Estonia and like right. all these other these countries in, in Europe, Eastern Europe, yeah. and uh, they couldn't come over last year, so they're they're really kind of hurting. And it's like for for them now, it's like all hands on deck. You know, they have that, to... that's a perfect. So the uh, the uh, class action park, as they call it, mm-hmm. when they, they the documentary on it, they talked about how that was the job to get because that was a whole social. Yeah. you know, uh, there were People how many. Coming. Hang out afterwards, even if they didn't work there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, uh, they get to um, ride the rides for free. They get discounts. They, the families get discounts on rides. I mean, she's going to have an awesome summer. Hey Lou, what was your first yeah. summer job? You remember? Well, my my family owned owned a bakery, so I worked since I was like eight years old. So okay. Um, I, I was bagging bread, and then after school every night, I, I ran a whole shift. Making uh, Kaiser rolls and all that. So you didn't I, say I, it right. You're supposed to say I was. I've been working since I'm eight years old. I've been working since I'm eight years old. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> no, that happens when your family owns a business. Yeah, you get you get pulled in. But you know, there's there's worse things than building a good work ethic that early. Yes. Yes. No, that's one thing about bakery work and having to get up early in the morning. Even yeah. though my mother made it a rule that my father couldn't have me go to work before school, even though his father made him go to work before school. <laughs> right, right. That was one rule. But yeah. I worked. I didn't play sports after school, even though I played a lot of golf. I I worked. I've been working since again since I was since eight, I'm eight, eight years, since I'm eight eight years, years old. old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to tell you a reason why. My father, I used to hang around the bakery, and I know a lot of older guys, and, um, and it was fun. It was great. And then so my father comes up to me and says, you know, son, there's a time for work and a time for play, so this is for play. And then I proceeded to go, and I had my BB gun, and I was blowing out lights on people's porches. <laughs> and my father comes over and said, ah, play's over. You're working now. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> That's it. Yeah, I, got, I, got that the same, I got busted doing the same thing. Did you really? Like, oh, man, I got yeah. in so much trouble. Yep. Oh, I got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I did it, I, and I did it at the house across the street from my house. Oh, like, they wouldn't idiot. know. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me. I did it right down the street. I would... You talk about the bakery thing, though. When uh, my wife and I, our first apartment that we had in Massapequa, Long Island, there was a bakery that everyone in the neighborhood loved. And I pressed that. See, talk about the family business, the family, and uh, that you'd see the kids going in like at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know, yeah. and they go in way early because that becomes part of their 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 deal. But they're making money. Yeah. All right, Lou. Good to hear from All you, right. man. Hey, it's always a pleasure, guys. Take care, bud. So, landscaping, serving, uh, you know, tables, restaurants really need employees. Um, camp counselors, my, I, this camp that I, I've talked about a million times, Camp Takwa, they are desperate for employees this are, summer. Are they doing the? the are they at, like at a young age? Because I know a lot of businesses are actually providing 
signing bonuses, are. basically. Are they doing it for, for kids who are 15 and 16 as yeah, well? Yeah, and here's why. Uh, the same problem that Casey was describing earlier. Uh, for Taqua, it's kids uh, mostly from uh, the British Isles. So right. Welsh, uh, English, uh, Scottish, uh, Irish kids. Uh, but for down-the-shore jobs, it's uh, all these Eastern Europeans that aren't able to make it over this year. So huh. uh, there are so many industries that are in desperate need of employees. Mm. They're doing uh, things like if you promise to work for just like six months, oh, yeah. you yeah, get bonus. give you bonuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to Tyler once comment on his first job. Hey, Tyler, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, bud? My first job was actually at MMRBQ back in 2010. Really? <laughs> doing what? Yeah. I, well, funny story, me and my, a couple of my friends got hired as ticket scanners, but the first night we came in, they both all thought we were 18 because all, we were all pretty big-sized football players at the time, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, you guys are security for the night, so they put us on security for MMRBQ. How old were you? I was 18. You were 18, <laughs> okay. and they put you on security. I you were going to say like 11. Wow. <laughs> and how did that go? Anything interesting from the day? Um, not really. I just I was at the, one of the doors on in the um, pavilion area, just making sure everyone had the right tickets to go in. Okay. But um, we all got a pretty close view of the show, which was actually pretty awesome. That's but, pretty uh, cool. Did they give you any sort of instruction, or did they just, you know, they say- were just 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 stay at the door, make sure everyone had the right ticket. If they didn't right. have the right ticket, make sure you turn them away. If mm-hmm. um, here's a gun. Two thousand ten MM barbecue. Do you remember who was uh who played that show? Because I do not. Off the top of my head, I think the only band I remember was Papa Roach because, like, when we first got in the start, I remember that I year they were on stage. All right, oh, I remember that was cool. I that's when we saw Jacoby Shaddix with all these scabs on his face, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. All right, thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. Have all a right. good one. See that, you later. That'd be awesome. like a movie. We talked about this before about first jobs and the movie theater. Yeah. Now, movie theaters are starting to come back online. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of positions available yeah. as they start to. Yeah. Uh, let me go over here to Ed. Yo, Ed, good morning. Hey, guys. What's up, uh, Ed? Good morning. I am 48 years old. I have a full-time job, but I do have a part-time summer job. Um, I, it actually got shut down. I where I work for Clementon Park. Huh. Oh, no and really. they are reopening this year. They had a new owner. Really? Finally came through. They bought it. And, uh, yeah, so I, uh, I work part-time as an EMT there. Um, it's actually a lot of fun. And, and you, then and you, raise, for, you raise a good point. There are a lot of adults yeah. who actually have seasonal jobs that they well, – a former uh, a co-worker of ours for the longest time kept a summer job at an ice cream place yeah, but just because she loved it. Yeah. And if you don't mind, uh, actually, we're still hiring EMTs and lifeguards uh, at the park. Uh, okay. Um, so, so if you go to ClementonPark.com is where all the jobs are listed. Uh, it was bought by a guy in Indiana who has a park there that's almost identical to Clementon Park. So it's like a family-style, like, smaller uh-huh. amusement park. But uh, the other thing, the, the, I, I don't know about the new owner because we haven't found out what's going to go on yet or even, you know. But the old owners would, um, like, the park would, I think it was once a month, they would open up the park for just the employees. Oh, that's cool. That's so awesome. Like, so, like, the park closed at, say, 8 or 9 o'clock, and then after that, it was the, the water park was open, the amusement rides were open, there was, a, like, a smaller staff that would, would do that, and then the rest of the staff could come in, and, and they would bring in food. So you'd have, like, a, like they'd bring in buffet or catering or whatever. Can you, so, have, <laughs> can you have fun at, at, at a... Um... At a uh, a park like that, if you work there, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, I think, yeah. 
Okay. Absolutely. I used to take, I used to, uh, the other thing I used to do is like I'd work till like say five or six o'clock and the park's open till nine. Uh, you know, I have my, my wife would bring my kids, my kids and I would just hang out. So I bring my kids in, um, I mean, during regular hours and yeah, I would have fun with my kids just walking around the park and, yeah, and riding cool. the rides and stuff like that. It was great. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate yeah. it, man. All right. So, um, that reminds me, Kath, I don't know if you used to do this. We didn't do it often, but every now and then after the pool closed, we got all of our work done. We would go and hang out and go swim in the pool. Uh, as lifeguards on. Did you guys ever do that? Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. We See, we were owned by um, the Parks and Rec, so the Bucks County Parks and Rec, so we would have, like, rangers that would come by. Uh-huh. So we would do that, and it would get rowdy, and we'd get in trouble every time. So they <laughs> had to be, like, spread out because each time we got in trouble, we would, you know, be reprimanded. Uh, an old boyfriend of my sister, I remember telling me a story. When he was a, a teenager, he worked at uh, Six Flags. And um, that's cool. They would, at night, and this was a much <laughs> earlier time, <laughs> They would on the log flume ride without getting in the logs, the the actual yeah. you know, thing that you ride in. No. They would just jump in <laughs> and go through all that and without now, a log, except when it came to the big drop. Right, oh, you, you would okay. have to get out before you got to the big drop. But because it's mainly just a water chute, that's all that it is. Yeah. Through, and he said that they used to go swim Dude, through that thing. That, that sounds like fun. That besides does sound the water like being possibly incredibly filthy, that's cool. Uh, or potentially really, really dangerous. Yeah. But. I just, whenever I see clear water, I just want to jump in it, right? So there's there's a giant pool of water that is at the base of the giant Ferris wheel at Maury's Pier. Yeah. And I just, I'm you like, get in it? but it's it's not for anything. Like, there, there, it's well, not. you have a, connections. And I just see it. I'm like, I just want to swim You know in what you do? Get yourself a horse at. Get a high diving horse. And, yeah. yeah. I never worked at Sesame Place because I always worked at the, you know, I worked at the same pool uh, year after year. But I had a ton of friends that worked there, and they would have so much fun before wow. and after the park opened. I mean, going down the slides, and they would collect all the money that was dropped in all of the yeah. pools. Oh, oh really? Yeah. You know what? Why don't you get a summer job now? Oh there? my! You know what? My brother worked there. He found a beautiful diamond ring uh, in the Lazy River, and he uh, he. You you would have to turn it over. If you found something like that, you were supposed to turn it over. And he called me. He was like, I'm not turning this over and letting it sit there. So he said, if the person calls, <laughs> let, you know, let me know. And sure enough, they called and he drove it to them. Yeah. No, they no. You know what? I'm sorry. They were from New York. They drove back down and they brought him. A, I forget what type of watch it was. But for my brother's age, he was like probably 17 at the time. Yeah. They bought him this really nice watch for Aww. finding the ring and returning it to them. Yeah. That's cool. That gave him the time to replace the gem out with yeah. it. <laughs> With a cheap no, knockoff. No, but he said he knew that if people didn't come pick it up, yeah, that yeah. somebody in that office would take ends it. up leaving yeah. with it. I yeah. did the same thing. I found a wallet at the at Langanall Hospital, and I'm like, I'm like the only person I know that I can trust to make sure that this wallet with everything intact gets back to this person is if I give it back to him. Yeah. And so I, I just kept it, and I actually drove it. And never let anyone found never, it. And I never, no. Sure. Uh, long story short, <laughs> I, I had to go to, like, three different places because yeah. I went to the residence on the, the ID. Yeah. And she had moved. And then I'm just, and then I had this, I, I there was a cop outside of the apartment building. And I'm like, do you know where this person lives? And they ended up living like, like five towns over. So I had to go over there. In the meantime, I had to go pick a pizza and I didn't have any money. So I took money out of her wallet, <laughs> paid for the pizza with her money and then put money back in the, in the <laughs> <laughs> this is some job story. <laughs> no, you know, no. listen, I then just I took got a, my, I got a my detour. period and there was a tampon in there too. So I took it. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to go to Irene. She wants to mention something. Hey, Irene, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Irene? 
Not much. So I was listening, and you guys were talking about first jobs, and mm-hmm. mine was, like, a lot of people when I was 15, I was a lifeguard, and 16, 17 years later, I now work for a company, and we're actually really looking for lifeguards, and I was wondering if we could spread the word. Where are you? What, uh, what, uh, what area do you guys cover? Oh, everywhere. Philadelphia, Bucks County, Westchester, Montgomery County, you name it. It's called American Pool. American Pool. And Irene, how do they get in touch with you? uh, They can go to guardforlife.com, or I can give you a phone number, and they could call. I I don't know how you want to do that, but Guard for Life, and they can sign up right online and become a lifeguard. Irene, what are the requirements for somebody to be a lifeguard? You just have to be over the age of 15. And we actually certify you. So there's different um, there's tests that we do for lifeguarding, and there's different levels for like shallow water certified, deep water certified. Huh. Basically, instructor would go over. So if there's kids, they're like, "Oh, I'm not really sure. I can do a nine foot pool or ten foot pool." Right. We do have different levels of certification that the instructors um, would go over with them, and they would take you know certain swim tests. And if they pass, then they have a great job with American Pool this summer. And literally, we're in Philadelphia area. We're actually in New Jersey. So, you do anything uh, down towards the the shore? I think it's be good for uh, my branch. Um, I don't. So I'm in like the Philadelphia branch. So okay. um, that area, I'm not really too sure of, but they right. like in the tri-state that area. Okay. Your Instagram account is uh, Sunrays underscore Blue Wave. Blue Waves, right, Irene? Yep, that's right. We okay. found you. All right. Yeah, got it. <laughs> Thank you. Right, awesome. Right, good luck. And uh, that does awesome. sound like it'd be a really be cool, cool job. Yeah. I wish I would have been a lifeguard. Oh, well, these God, guys, these guys, both these guys, Casey and uh, and, and Kathy, just they, they, constantly. They, yeah. they, they you, when you start talking about it, you can tell how much you had a good time. Oh yeah, that's why I said it wasn't like a job. We used to um, compete with the other area pools in just like a lifeguard competition every summer. It's like an eighties comedy, Preston. Uh, and but we would we would so after yeah. the pool would close and even sometimes before the pool would open, we would have practices and it was like a big deal to beat the other pools. Mm. Man, we never did that. It was case it. It was so much fun. It I would have loved to have done that. Oh, yeah. You'd have to put, like, race to put people on the backboards, and you'd have to carry somebody across the pool. Case, and, yeah. wasn't the pool where you met the guy with, uh, those tornadoes were real. real. <laughs> that was my boss. Yeah, there that we go. Look boss. at all the colorful people you can meet in a pool. Then there's a really hard job you can work. I'm going to go to Bill. Hi, Bill. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank oh. you, my man. All right. This is uh, your first job you were calling about? This was my first job. I'm a I'm a tough city kid. I was moving from well, tough city, Jenkins town. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I was moving to Sullivan County, PA, to go live with my sister. And I decided I I needed a job. I was going to get a job. So the locals up there decided they were going to put me in a hay field lifting up hay bales. I didn't think anything about it. I was like, all right, I got this. Well, let me tell you, from sun up to yeah. sun down, lifting fifty pound hay bales and trying to throw them up. 15 feet on the truck as you're building it up was the worst job yep. in my life. Dude, you must you must have gotten jacked though over time, oh. right? That's that's a that's an incredible workout, not for your lower back, but I mean that had that was great exercise. It was great exercise, but again, the, the city kid, I decided I was going to get my ear pierced and <laughs> I'm out there in the hay fields for my 15-minute break at lunchtime. And the guy that was making the hay bales would never stop making hay bales. So he'd, he, I'd hear him, you know, five acres away going, I lost my earring in a hay field. <laughs> <laughs> I, decided, 
I decided I was taking my earring out that day. Right. Okay, all right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but that's, you, you talk about good exercise, Steve, but that's just hard. It's work. Oh, work. it was, yeah. it was the work. That's hard the labor, work. man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, did you do it for just uh, one season? I did it for almost a whole season. I got up one morning. It was 4 o'clock in the morning. I looked out the window. The guy that was giving me a ride had a car. That was, he would rev his engine. I knew I was coming out. I'm like, nah, man, I'm sleeping in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so, just a quick question. What was the money like? Uh, uh, the money, oh gosh, I was making six bucks an hour. <laughs> okay. okay. It was wow. worth it, though, for the back right. surgery. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate <laughs> it. You, you got it. Have a great yeah. one, guys. Yeah, there's some there's some labor out there, dude, where it's like, why am I doing this? I did a few of those jobs. <laughs> I, I was removing asphalt from a parking lot oh, one time. God. Oh, no. my God. No. Yeah. Oh, that was no. Nah, I never, the hardest work I ever did was kitchen work, and I, I never did hard, heavy labor. Asphalt, actually, twice. I removed it from the parking lot of Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm so stupid that I'm putting all of the tinted asphalt into the dumpster, their commercial dumpster. So as I, I'm out, I'm working inside one day, and I hear the truck pull up in the back, the garbage truck, and I mean, and then, like an explosion, the entire bottom of the dumpster came out as oh, it lifted no. up because it was too heavy. Uh, did you have I to fess up? Who did that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me go to L. Hey, L. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Woo! That's what I get to do. Yes. <laughs> All right, L. So you had a you had an interesting uh, seasonal job, right? Yeah. Um, so it wasn't my first job. It wasn't my first seasonal job. But it was the first job where I didn't get paid for it. Um, I worked. I have been working 10 years, over 10 years, at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. Oh, oh, um, not for the fair themselves, but for different vendors. Oh, okay. So what? Uh, so you're working at the, at the various vendors on the on the property? Yep, and I absolutely stinking love it. It is the <laughs> best thing on the planet. And you don't get paid like for it? Well, no, it depends on who you work for. So the first person I worked for, um, I volunteered because I loved it so much, and I had had some experience crafting what they sold. So I just volunteered because I got free access to the fair that way. So um, no, I, so I can see this. I so, Delaware to PA to do it. Let, let, let me let me ask you. So so the so they're each they're separate vendors and they can set their own rules. There's no overall governing body body of the Ren Fair that says okay here are the rules for the entire Renaissance Fair. Each separate vendor has their own restrictions and and you know w- ways that they hire their employees. Yes and no. Um, like I said, that was over 10 years ago, and that vendor's not even there anymore. All right. Um, I work for a different vendor now, and I do get paid from them. Um, but that is something that, you know, we worked out together. So it's not like I'm working actually for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. I'm working for a vendor that sells at the fair. I'd love to but do it, but man, I, I don't know. You, it's amazing. I don't know if I'm busty enough to do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That's one of the wonderful things about it. I get to wear a corset for over 10 hours a day. My back loves it because I am a curvy woman. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Uh, I love going there. All right, Elle, we'll look for you. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Renfrew is great. All right, see ya. All right, we have somebody who worked with Nick at his first job. Oh, I'm I'm going to go to Matt. Hey, Matt, good morning. Good morning, everybody. All right, Matt. where was your Where was your job with Nick? McDonald's, baby. First <laughs> place you were allowed to work when you were like 14, 15 years old. 
And and what's your, and, uh, if you don't mind giving it out? What's your last name, Matt? Brady. Oh my God! How are you, Matt? Nice to hear I'm from all you. Right. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. So, how long did you work there? Uh, I worked there for probably just a year or so. But um, me and my friend Ross, we were a couple of years younger than Nick. Yeah. How many and times Nick did Ross like the role model? I think Nick got like employee of the month. Wow. <laughs> so they look. You looked up to him, huh? Oh yeah, he was great. But uh Ross and I we were a little younger. We we goofed off a little bit too much, but uh I think we got paid appropriately. I think we were five bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so Matt, how many times did Ross get fired? Uh oh. Every every job he went to. No, I, I just meant at that McDonald's, if you remember how many times he got fired. Oh, I don't I don't know. I thought it was only once. I didn't think he was allowed back there. Yeah. So, so was the he idea that, that you could get fired and rehired constantly yeah, at McDonald's? Well, Ross is one of those guys who uh, ends up doing fine in life. Yeah. But McDonald's was not the career choice for him. So, <laughs> and, and managers didn't really care for Ross's attitude. Ross was often right about things, and there was not a lot of negotiation being done. Um, but it, yeah. it's great to hear from you, and that's really, really cool. You were able to yeah. call in. Man. Yeah, take care. I, I didn't realize you were, you were like the, the mega employee there. Well, it took a while to get comfortable. Steve, right. I mean, you guys were talking about like social, um, yeah. you know, uh, making it a sort of a, a part of your social life. I I felt awkward when I first started working. Was there, there. a caste oh, system yeah. so that you? Well, there, whoever... there's, there's newbies, you know, yeah. and you get treated as such. But like when you're there for a couple of years, I, I was four years that I worked at that place. You end up sort of being like a veteran. He lasted four years there. Yeah, it was all <laughs> high school. It was my first job, wow. and it, yeah, started at fourteen, went went until eighteen. Did yeah, you ever... once it, no matter where I'm sorry to interrupt. No. no matter where you work, once you once you figure out the system, I was saying like you know a dishwasher. Uh, first couple of nights were uh, terrible. I yeah. mean, horrible. I hated them. Like, what am I doing here? By the end of the summer, had it down pat. Yeah, yeah. no problem. You, you throw anything at me, and I would no. It's true. It. It's true. And, and you, you know? and even a place you thought um, I'm, I'm going to give this like a year, and then if it, if you do get into that groove and you can swing it, yeah, you work a little bit long. Four years though is pretty exceptional. By the way, Marissa wants to point out. You know, we had the caller in about the uh, the lifeguards. Um, if you are looking to hire right now, we've kind of shifted the the love you help you line a little bit, yeah. and since. Uh, uh, now there are people that are, you know, businesses are getting back to into swing, but they're looking for people to work. Yeah. Um, so if you have a business and you're looking for people to hire, you can you can pretty much advertise that on our Love You Helpy line, cool. uh, which is four eight four four three four thirteen thirty three. And if you're listening, if you're, if you're trying to find work, you need to listen for the Love You Helpy line, or you can go to PressInstitute.com and, and find out information about that there as well. But nonetheless, yeah, we're getting ready. It's uh, summertime weather this week. And we're approaching graduation. We're doing the coolest teacher, and that's a sure sign that summer jobs and all this stuff is in full swing. So yeah. thanks for the calls. We appreciate it. If I didn't get your call and you've been on hold for a while, I apologize. We had so many calls coming in. we got to take a break because we're going to get to the Bizarre File in just a moment. So stay put because we're not going to be gone long. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The reminder that the Preston and Steve blood drive, uh, all the details you need and uh, information on making a reservation are available at WMMR.com. Love it. And yeah, two locations, June 18th, Friday. Uh, and we'll be at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks, which we've done many times there. And then a new location inside the event center at the Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia, right there by the sports complex. I'm so, kind of excited to check that out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt, and if you've not signed up yet, get on it, get to it, and we want to make sure that we do have a slot available for you, and you can do that at WMMR.com. So uh, we're putting Philly first, and you're helping us with that. Let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, we're gonna, we're going to start with one of the most home run bizarre file stories I've ever read uh, from the weekend. Kathy, you're, yes. you're going to love this. Okay. All right. Hey. An El Paso woman is seeking legal damages as well as mental health support after she woke up in the middle of the night to blood dripping from her ceiling and splattered throughout her room. <laughs> this story only gets worse as it goes oh, along. Man. Anna Cardenas woke up around 4 a.m after she felt something dripping on her body. She assumed it was raining outside and thought that a leak had sprung from the apartment above hers. But when when Cardenas turned her light on to investigate, to her horror, her entire bedroom was sprayed with blood, and she had blood on her bed as well as her body. Cardenas had left the fan on in her bedroom, the ceiling fan, and it was dispersing it? As the blood seeped from the apartment above hers, the fan sprayed her entire bedroom with blood, ruining the mattress, her clothes, her furniture. Was it a murder? I'll get to the details. Cardenas called 911, and the stench became so unbearable, she ran out of her apartment and waited for police to arrive outside. Preston, did any get it in her mouth? I, they didn't indicate okay. that. I don't think so. Could you just add that You're line? A jerk. Uh, Guillermo Terrazas, who is uh, Cardenas' older brother, drove from Arizona to help assist her and said that she's uh, traumatized. He said it was so ugly and awful. She thought that she was in a bad dream, but it was real. Once police arrived at Cardenas' apartment, uh, they went to the apartment above hers to investigate what was causing the leak. But officers knocked on the door. Nobody answered. Police resorted to breaking down the door, and unfortunately... They found the tenant of the apartment deceased inside. His decomposing body was lying right above Cardenia's bedroom. So he was rotting through the floor. He was rotting. It was raining Ed. He had been dead for several days, and they said his fluids leaked (laughs) through the floor, through her ceiling, into the fan, and all over the room. It's raining, Ed. <laughs> yep. Hallelujah, it's raining, Ed. So... Oh At that point, just bury me with the guy. Just blow up the building <laughs> and, and with you in it. Just Terrazas, sit there. 
Draz has said his sister had only ever exchanged pleasantries with her upstairs neighbor but did not know his name and neither did the neighbors. Hazmat crews were called to the scene and unfortunately for Cadenas, any of her belongings that were sprayed with blood had to be disposed of, leaving her with basically nothing after this. Well, imagine that you've gotten to the point where your decomposition has rendered you a liquid. That's I mean, that's horrific. Cardenas is seeking to recoup her losses and has asked the apartment management to compensate her. But according to uh, Terraza's management is no longer responding to her calls. Nah. In the meantime, a family member has set up a GoFundMe account to help Cardenas recover all of the items that she lost. She's also sought medical treatment as she's unsure if the blood that made contact with her body contained any pathogens. How would you know? Her brother said that she is seeking counseling since the incident because it's traumatized her. She's actively searching for a new apartment as the management only paid uh, for a few days stay at a local hotel. That's a nightmare. The family's in contact with a lawyer and plans to file a lawsuit against the apartment management. So, wow, man. My main concern would be what you just said, that you you have blood that has, you know, who knows what diseases you could have gotten through that. Who knows? All right. Moving on to some other stories. A woman was shocked, literally, when a storm blew through her town. In Guthrie, Oklahoma, two bolts of lightning hit the couple's home and shocked a woman through her laptop, which which she was using to teach an online class. After the incident, the couple found holes in their roof and their back deck caught on fire. However, firefighters were on the scene quickly to help. Uh, According to a spokesperson, she was very, very minorly injured. She refused any treatment at the scene, but as you can imagine, was pretty scared and shook up. You know how they made her feel better? They told her the first story you just told us. Uh, The lightning strike traveled through the home's electrical current, through the power cords, and the house causing uh, the woman to be shocked. The National Weather Service claims that there are three main ways that lightning can enter a structure, either by a direct strike through wires or pipes, that extend outside the structure or through the ground. It's recommended that during a lightning storm, individuals stay off corded phones and electrical equipment like computers or TVs. The National Weather Service also said it's, um, uh, it isn't uncommon for lightning to strike in the same place twice. Mm. It said that lightning often strikes the same place, place repeatedly, especially if it's a tall, pointy, well, isolated object. We've been lied to! We have been lied to. Now, sticking with lightning for a moment, lightning is believed to have killed a herd of 18 Wild Asiatic elephants in remote northeastern India. Dude, 18 18 of them taken out. Wow. The elephants, including five calves, were found dead during rains in the protected Kandali Forest Reserve. Uh, The Forest Guard reached the remote area Thursday and found 14 elephants dead atop a hill and four at its bottom. Uh, Preliminary reports by veterinarians say the elephants were struck by lightning, but autopsies were being done to ascertain the exact cause of death. Uh, The reserve is in Assam's state Nagona district, and Assam is home to an estimated 6,000 or more wild Asiatic elephants who constantly come out of the forest (laughs) in search of food. At the moment they were hit, it must have sounded like a Maynard Ferguson concert, President, with the uh, the trumpeting, because, I mean, 18 of them getting nailed at once? Exactly. Jesus. All right, here's another uh, doozy for you. Hand sanitizer and a lit cigarette don't mix well, especially inside a car. A driver suffered non-life-threatening first- and second-degree burns on his hands and inner thighs after his car burst into flames caused by the bad combination. This happened in Maryland. It's alcohol. Uh, Fire and Rescue said the embers from the man's cigarette lit a handful of hand sanitizer. The car quickly caught on fire in the middle of the parking lot. The male driver was able to escape as flames engulfed his vehicle, turning it into a metal skeleton. 
Paramedics transported the man to a hospital when uh, where he is expected to recover. And then one last story. I have all these stories that, that uh, kind of are similar. We have the lightning one, and then we have the fire and car one. Here's the second one. A South Carolina woman found herself on fire after rolling a Pontiac G6 during a short police chase. The hoard of gasoline in the back seat exploded, setting the car and its driver alight. Actually, I think it was in the trunk. The deputies attempted to pull over a 2007 Pontiac G6 after noticing the plates mounted on her car were apparently stolen. The driver, 28-year-old South Carolina woman, hit the gas. Instead, she lost control, flipped the car before the officer could even make the radio call. And the car reportedly immediately caught on fire, and the police claimed to have heard multiple explosions Jesus. from inside the Pontiac. The driver exited the car while on fire, and the officer pushed her to the ground in an effort to put her out. She was transported to the hospital, but not before identifying the cause of why her car was exploding. Her trunk was filled with hoarded gasoline. The fire from several containers of fuel, as police claim, burned through the whole car. Uh, her condition has not been released at this time. Yeah, I, I, I fear we're going to hear more stories like that. Yeah, we've heard a few of them already, yeah. and there's going to be more. And that is what we have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Pencat Corporation is located in North Wales, Pennsylvania. Pencat is a turnkey operation of industrial emergency generators and can complete jobs from 30 kW to 2 megawatts. Pencat also has a 24-7 generator maintenance team to service the current generator. To call us at 610-272-0505 and ask for Dennis. Thank you. Next message. Jim Stewart here representing the Exton Region Chamber of Commerce. You have a business, do business, or work for a business in Chester County? Would your business benefit from relationship building, marketing, education, advocacy, and community outreach opportunities? For nearly 50 years, the Exton Region Chamber of Commerce has been supporting the local business community of not just Exton, but all of Chester County. To find out more about the best local business community in Chester County or to utilize our business directory, visit us at extonregionchamber.com. You can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And remember, membership has its privileges. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. I need to do this shard out. This mm-hmm. is from uh, Jen McIntyre in Port Richmond. And she said, hey, riding the sea. She said, good morning, it, first of all. <laughs> Write and see if you could possibly give a uh, juicy shout-out to my son, Eric McIntyre, who is turning 16 on Monday the 17th. That's today. Uh, She said, we're both loyal listeners. He's been listening since birth. Uh, We would listen in the car while waiting at his school bus stop, and I would listen on the way to work. Now, due to COVID, uh, we get to listen to all of each and every show uh, because we're both at home during school uh, remotely and working remotely, and we love it. And this is one reason that we don't want to go back to school or work in the fall. Thanks for making us laugh and keeping us entertained every day. So here's a sharp. And I also want to point out that since Eric had just turned 16 today, that means he has only known the Preston and Steve show on WMMR. because. Our birthday, our anniversary with MMR was over the weekend. Was it yesterday? It was, it was yesterday, yes. Yeah, 16 years ago. 
So we're right in, uh, right in there with your your birthday. Eric is right when we started here. It's wild because it doesn't seem that long. Because you know, I mean, but but occasionally what'll happen is you get those photo memories will pop up. And you look at the date, and you'll go, oh, Jesus Christ. I actually think it seems longer than 16 years, and I don't mean that as a negative. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we had, um, part of our career was was at WMMR, and we, or, I mean, at, uh, at Y100 before uh, we came here. And that, so we've been a show for 25 years now? Yeah, 20, so, no, right? no, 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 23. 23 years? Uh, right, I've been here 25 years. But anyhow... Um, that all kind of, all, all that, you know, these memories all kind of just yes. flow together. They're vague. And so it's hard to remember when MMR became a part of that family, but that was 16 years ago. My buddy, uh, Dan Colachico tweeted about it yesterday, uh, on this date in 2005, uh, we debuted on MMR and, uh, he, he provided a link for the audio. I've not listened oh, to wow. it yet, but it up, it's up on, on the fan site, which is com, And, I- uh. Yeah, man, it's hard to believe. A couple of years ago, I went back and, and listened to that. Number one, our voices sound different. Yeah. It's, it's great to be here. Yeah. And, uh, it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's actually. wonderful. Uh, some of our voices, especially you and you and Case, your voices are a little higher, and it's it's wild. You don't think if you're, uh, at this point, we're past the aging process <laughs> yeah. as far as your voice getting deeper. I'm, but I'm Kathy Romano. It has changed. Uh, so if you want to check that out, uh, take Old a listen to it. Point. <laughs> uh, here's another... Shart out. This is from Gina Cosenza. And she says, Hey, it's, oh, it's our, our virtual intern, Gina. Okay. Ah. Uh, I was wondering if you could give my neighbor, Jen uh, Bonomo, a shout out, a shart out. She's a teacher at Blessed Trinity Regional Catholic School. She was just diagnosed with breast cancer, unfortunately. She has surgery scheduled for later this month and could use a pick me up. And it says she loves Casey Boy a lot. So tell Casey to make it a good one. Oh, oh all right. Well, now you have to, Casey. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got to do We'll make it. a good one for I her for sure. I want to do this. Okay. Please yeah! do. There you go. That's a good one. And good luck with everything. I'd like to meet our interns at some point. Uh, hopefully that will be soon. Yeah. All right. And then I got this other one. It's not really a shard out, but this is a nice email. It's from a guy named Mike McGinn. I uh, says, hey, gang, Gadzooks. My name is Mike McGinn. I am the sous chef at the Philadelphia Cricket Club. And I wanted to uh, shout out a thanks for the kind words about the club uh, put out on the air the other day. I'm an avid listener since Y100 days, and I'm slowly but surely converting every one of my staff huh. And to listeners as well as I blast you guys at top volume in our kitchen every day. Love it. Without fail at 6.30 a.m. We're excited to host the Cora outing this year. It's so great to once again see large groups enjoying our facilities and food. I, on a personal level, am also quite giddy about the show members coming to our great club. I'll be making sure that all are putting on their best, uh, all are putting their best foot forward for the event. Uh, well, I'm sure you will all be rather busy meeting and greeting on outing day. I would be honored to say hello and uh, thank you for in, uh, enhancing my life uh, by doing what you guys do. I should be the only six foot four, three hundred pound guy in a chef uniform around that day. Uh, thanks again for the on air props about Cricket Club. Looking forward to a great day. So that's from uh, Mike McGinn, and that will be a week from today. By the way, yes, looking forward to the it. Core golf outing is taking place, and I believe. The deadline for you to enter to win a foursome for this outing is 11 a.m. today. And let me remind you, this is a this is a great golf cl- uh, course. It's a great uh, country club and one of the most legendary courses in our area, the Wissahickon uh, course at Cricket Club. You can actually 
win a foursome. It's a walking course. It comes with caddies as well. And the Militia Hill course, which I really, really love, is the other golf course at Cricket Club. That includes carts and a four caddy as well. So what you have to do is go to WMMR.com. You have to be an MMR VIP and opted in for VIP emails to be eligible to win. And it's anywhere from like a $1,600 to a $1,900 value that you can win. It's amazing. There, there are a few foursomes that are there for sale, and you can find the links on that same contest page at WMMR.com and at all benefits chorus so we're going to be there on monday for that event and a cool announcement from rob McElhenney later this week he teased it on friday and uh, we'll be able to give away the details on thursday or friday of this week it's pretty awesome it is so we will get to that uh later on which is cool um all right i have a, I saw something really weird and i have a question about this and i i want to see if you guys have ever heard of this or all not right. all it's right a really weird thing according to this particular story that i said if you're a uh if you're a man you should get rid of your navy blue bed sheets. Has anybody heard of this? Kathy, have you heard no, of this? No. Okay. On TikTok, yeah. navy blue uh, bed sheets have been a popular dating slash hookup faux pas to mock for nearly a year now. Never heard of this. Navy blue bed sheets. Yeah. So the hashtag navy sheets has over 700,000 views. Uh, comedian Mary Beth Barone recently noted on The Tonight Show she said, this is purely qualitative, but I have found that there is a common thread among men who have navy sheets. She said, much like joggers, oversized watches, and vaping, navy sheet sheets can also be seen as an indicator of F-boy tendencies. Okay. All right, so it says... This, so this is, just, this is just anecdotal. This isn't based on any actual science or study. No, 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 no. Yeah. This, is, this is what women have observed right. and they are noting. Okay. It says it's noted that navy blue sheets are great at hiding stains. It's true. And thus they're associated with young men or boys. Barone says that even if you are an adult male who washes his sheets the recommended amount, the fact that navy sheets have a reputation for being the best color for hiding stains uh-huh. means having them on your bed isn't really a great look. I don't agree with this. Okay. What kind of stains? Because like, it's not like hiding that splooge, stain. Piss. No, it's not hiding. Uh, I'm using all the medical terms. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. Maybe so I, I I don't have navy blue, but I have, and I don't. I told you, I sleep on top of the, not the sheets. The 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 what do you? I, Everything. Not, comforter. Yeah, comforter. The, the comforter on top of the or bed. The duvet. I, the duvet. Mm. I sleep on top of that, and I just use a regular blanket. I never, I I never pull that off and mm. actually get under the sheets. Never. So you have another blanket that goes on top of the fully made bed. Just like a... Exactly. <laughs> it's just the way I do it. I do not like to be in an envelope. I like to have, you know, my, my feet out, so to speak. And I have... And even in the winter, you know, it's just the way I do it. So, so my sheets are count. darker. I routinely pee and, and <laughs> spank Blues. it on it and never clean it up. And thread count does not matter to you at all. No, it doesn't. It, no, I've been on wonderful, you know, like Egyptian... Yeah. Sh- Sheets and and they're wonderful, but I sleep on top of them. I huh. don't I don't pita pocket myself into them. I, I like uh, I like a good sheet. It makes me feel a little more uh, comfortable. And, I know I'm the anomaly. I clearly know I am the anomaly. My body, I don't know composition, whatever. They, they, the way that my body reacts to sleep is really weird because my temperature goes up and down throughout the night. I know this because I, I will put a fan on, and yeah. then there are times where I like uh, blanket. I, I like comforter, blanket, sheet. And then at some point during the night, I like to go to just sheet. And then after that, sometimes I'll go to sheet and blanket. And then I like I, all throughout the night, I change three I'm, different I'm, types of covers. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, so I have like a thin blanket. I have I have the, the sheet, then a thin blanket, and then wow, and okay. then the uh, all of our uh, actually beds in our house are oh. that way, and then comforter on top of that. Currently, I have a Zack Snyder's Justice League blanket. <laughs> well, yeah, that course. I sleep under, and that's kind of light. And then I have my ceiling fan, and I've had the AC on for a while now, and uh, so my my room temperature is probably in the sixty eight to wow. seventy two range. On Saturday night into Sunday morning, I woke up drenched in sweat. Like, it was yeah. disgusting. And I don't know. I, I, I exercised a lot on Saturday. Maybe I ate too late on Saturday night. I don't know what it was. But it was, like, almost puddling up on my chest. Like, that's how, it was disgusting. I was grossed out by me. Wow. Um, yeah, so I, I go throughout the night. And, of course, I have to have at least uh, four pillows minimum. Six is a good thing. Uh, to uh, to I, have, I, I flip and flop all night long. I have a pillow under... The, of course, the the cover, and then I have a pillow on top of that. I keep the bed, since I have the adjustable bed at a certain level, and I keep one empty pillowcase to defecate in during the night. Oh, okay. well, yeah. that's, uh, well, that's smart. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to get up. I don't want to get up. No. all no. the way into it's, the bathroom. It's like 35 feet to yeah. the bathroom. How many, rolls, yeah, how many rolls of toilet paper do you go through I don't night? need to because I have the sheets in oh. the bed. Yeah, can use yeah, the yeah, sheets yeah. to wipe. He doesn't sleep on those things. Yeah. All right, yeah, all right so fair enough. It's, it's, it's efficient. It's I, a system. It's not like I just you know make it up on the spot. This is years of tradition. Mm-hmm. Morrison tradition. All right, so the the blue thing, that's a bunch of crap, right? I guess, Kathy? Uh, yeah, I don't okay. get it at all. Well, here's the deal. Okay, in, in, your, in your most disgusting bachelor days, what's the longest you would go without cleaning sheets? An, an entire and, semester. Yeah. Oh, man, seriously? In my yeah. bachelor days? Uh, probably, how long did I live in that apartment? Oh. <laughs> Two years. There you go. Oh, you never washed your sheets? Probably not, oh, dude. I'm, I'm like, yeah. It's I mean, terrible. I, I mean, I was very clean otherwise, but I, I to me, it's just, it's just me. It's just me. <laughs> I know. I know. Listen, if I was having, no, even, no, if I was having lady company over, I'd... Yeah, go purchase it, it up a little. Yes. Sometimes the spray sheet, with Axe. You know, sheets themselves are I a luxury. Would empty out my poop uh, pillowcase. I'd mm-hmm. sleep on the mattress certain times. You know, like the crummy college mattress. I had oh, a, yeah. I had a futon yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah. years. Yeah, for sure. It was I've, on the floor. I've slept on mattresses on the floor. Oh and, my god, and made that my regular <laughs> sleeping spot. Yeah. I'd pick it up and lean it against the wall in the morning. Yeah, have your room. Yeah, exactly, yeah. have my room back. Yeah, and then put it down on the floor. That's Steve's version of a Murphy bed. Uh, That's it. Just lean it against. Morrison bed. I went in. My 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 um my neighbor who was going through a divorce needed you know the additional help of my the income and I said sure I'll, I'll move in but the basement wasn't finished mm-hmm. so, so I just put a mattress on the floor. Mm-hmm. I love that apartment. Did you have a TV on milk crates or no? I had center a blocks. I had a big um, the TV set was everything else. All the other creature comforts were absolutely barbaric. But for the TV, I had a nice stand. In okay, all right, good. Because you know that, you have to. That's what's important in life. Well, for some stupid reason, and listen, why do I even point it out like that? Like like navy blue sheets or or some kind of a sign. It's just because a TikTok thing went went yeah viral. viral. Uh, why do we believe TikTok? Well, I don't know. Kathy met a, a, I, a viral star this weekend. Oh, my God. So this young girl, she is 17. She's in high school. Right. Um, I was at the Glen Eagle Shopping Center in, I think it's considered Chad's Ford. Yes. Um, so this girl, I, she wanted to come up with a, a business concept. She said she knew she wanted it to be around clothing. And she posted something on TikTok. It went viral. She now has this sweatshirt company. Um, sorry, I can't. Okay, it's called uh, Shop Faded Moon is what she is on Instagram, and 
I was at an event yesterday. Every single person that showed up to this event walked in for her. Really? I mean, there were people, cars of kids were getting dropped off outside, and she was, they were walking in, going right over to her table, waiting in line, and she sells these sweatshirts that have these sayings on them that she came up with. And uh, it's it's the oversized sweatshirt, which is in style now for right. the high school kids. There like were, a Billie Eilish look? There, yeah, there yeah, were, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There were these young high school kids coming in, little, tiny things, buying yeah. 2XL sweatshirts. And was she, did she have a dynamic personality? Oh, my God, absolutely. I, I, no, she did. <laughs> did I was, she? Okay. Oh, my God, yes. I was talking to her. She told me the whole story, how she came up with the business idea and how it just happened after this uh, TikTok went viral. Her dad was there. Was is this she, her own shop? Um, so, so it's just an online shop, which I think is why a lot of the kids came out because they don't get to see it in person. So they wanted to see her stuff in person. This was um, a, a local a pop up shop, day. a okay. special day. Yes. So yeah. the kids were all coming out, but her dad was there, and she'd be like, "Dad, I need more sizes," and he'd run in the back, bring out more boxes of sweatshirts, and yeah. She... So seventeen year old girl, she's coming up with 17. her own sayings. Like meanwhile. If other 17, like, it would be, the saying would be like, you guys, you know, like, but she's got. What like, are the sayings like? Saying. Like, one was that at least we all sleep under the same moon. Yep. Uh, I'm very proud of this kid, and I hate this kid at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. I mean, you know, why? Because we didn't do it. Because we, we it. were sleeping on piss-soaked sheets at the same time. Seriously, right? And she's coming up with a business Yeah, concept. yeah. I'm like, going, oh, I, I guess I can sleep on this. She'll, I, probably, she'll probably end up on, on Shark Tank. Here's one that says, like that. Uh, oh. smiling always wins, you know? I mean, it's yeah. like nice, simple sayings, but that's you, good. You know, if you if you reach an audience and, I know. you know, she, she connected. Reached. Yeah. You, what do you mean you never? You're that, the number okay, one right. morning show in right. Philadelphia. Okay. Right, yeah. You've reached an audience <laughs> for 25 years. That was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> you, you, you haven't done anything. You're doing yeah. all right. You, this is absolutely worthless. Man. You should just but hang I mean, it up, you know, Preston. I wish I had sheets with shirts with clever sayings on them. I thought it was a crummy number one morning show in a major market. <laughs> Never reached an audience. I wish I was a 17-year-old girl with yeah. a sweatshirt company. <laughs> I would like to have been a 17-year-old girl with ridiculous numbers. <laughs> I wish I had smart sayings on shirts. I don't know if worth anything. <laughs> can I just... That's how can I you, have a little self-pity yeah, here for a moment? But that's how we do it. Like, I, know, I just I had this conversation with my, my wife. Nobody beats nobody beats me up better than I beat myself up. And my wife just... I thought Casey, you were going to give him a massage. I, I, I thought like, you were going to give him a hug. Yeah. No, I... I love you. For the listening audience, I went behind Preston's <laughs> chair, and I picked up a sweatshirt that fell on the floor, and then oh, I placed it on the back so of the chair. I thought he was going to hug you from mine. I, I felt him... Yeah, I thought he was going to give you a back rub here for a second. <laughs> Stop it. That's me blowing Big guy. Come on, big guy. Okay, you can seriously stop that now. Thank you. That's very nice of you. I appreciate it. Anyway, and you you said you spoke to her. She she didn't know why it took off virally, right? No, she said it was just, yeah, like like a freak thing that the video took off virally. And, yeah, she just started. And and you, really, though, I have to stress. Was her, she sweet? She was nice? She was adorable. There you she go. She was so I'm nice. Glad then. Every person that walked through the door, hi, how are you? It's, like, yes. so well, good. bubbly, excited Nice to people deserve, who work hard, yes. deserve that. If she had been a turd, I would have been very <laughs> upset. Yeah, that's the thing, man. You know, you work hard, and, and, uh, and you, if you put that personality out there, it can definitely. Well, listen. Way in your favor. In this type of uh, economy and with this sort of social media imprint, 
you got to strike while the iron is hot because yeah. they get ground up like crazy. Yeah. So yeah. you know, look at uh, look at how yeah. fast the turnover is. So she's striking while the iron is hot because it won't last. That's yeah. true. You know, it I mean, might it, last. Yeah. It could, but God willing, it the odds will, are but, against. But in case it yeah. doesn't, yeah. You, you need to take advantage of that now. Hey, wow. Kathy. Um, so maybe the Kathy Romano collection can have like sayings like yeah. uh, "smiling always wins" and <laughs> "you." <laughs> Well, that sucked. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Oh Maybe my God. I should Ew. go complete Ew. opposite yeah. of her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just like all yeah. negative Completely comments. Completely cynical. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Stop doing that. Look, should, yeah. Uh, That'll never work. I think I have my new Hi, company. Hi, Here's some of my sayings. Look at these horrible forehead wrinkles. Yes. Ew. Well, that sucked. <laughs> I love it. Oh hey, hey Kathy, I, that idea you have, have, yeah, that'll never work. <laughs> Something like that. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with Why me? Did, Why me? Did you, Steve, this is genius. You have to be my creative partner. There we go. I'll, I'll handle all your business. <laughs> was that video of you at the, at the Botox place, was that new? Was, yes. Did I, you guys I see left, this? No. She went again. So I just, I, I, wait yeah. a minute. So I go out, I don't usually watch the stories, but I'm watching, I see Kathy's story popped up and I'm like, okay. And I'm looking at it and she's going into this place. It looks like a beautiful like spa Ed and spa, everything. Yeah. And she's showing the chair and you go, well, there it is. And she goes in and these people are immaculately clean and and it looks like some sort of like a spa with perhaps like a, you know, and I go, oh, this, is, this looks like a Botox place. And I'm going to, I'm going to try Cut to a shot, same video, Kathy out in the parking lot. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Look at my ring look at my wrinkles on my forehead. This took, was just new. I took video. I went on Friday. I took yeah. video uh, walking in because I, I had the appointment. I, I booked the appointment. So uh, I just want to apologize to Sean and Megan at uh, Refresh Med Spot. You in, wasted their time. In Newtown. Uh, <laughs> sure did. Took up their appointment. Uh, and I did go with a friend who got the Botox. She gets Botox. So she yeah. was okay with it. Okay. I was going to say maybe you need a little support. Maybe you need somebody yeah, to be with you. I mean, why, these yeah, people seem as welcoming and as comforting and as professional as could be. So I, I was like, okay, but I'll t- I'm gonna I'll tell you guys right now. I walked through, probably driving there. Yeah. I was like, this it's not gonna happen today. It's it's not like I knew. I made the appointment. Right. I was like, no, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try. I'm really I'm gonna do this. <laughs> no, driving there, I was like, it's not happening. I'm definitely not gonna. Wow, today. I thought for sure Here's, you were gonna follow through. Here's what we're gonna do. When all restrictions are lifted, we'll give you some time to breathe on this. Yeah. But when when <laughs> things are fully public and we can go and do what we want to. I want to get a group of people, a yeah. group of people to take Kathy. Oh no. We're gonna we're gonna go into one of these places and we're all gonna stand in a circle around her and hold hands. Yeah. 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 And we're gonna have the circle of trust yeah. in the Comfort, middle there. A loop and player. And we will chant some yeah. some yeah. positive sayings. Marrying AQ. Yeah. <laughs> and we and we will we will get you to I had a different plan, over Preston. This. Okay. Hannibal Lecter Gurney. Okay. Tie me down. Trap down. Straight jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Is that okay. And than... Bill Weston's blowgun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh man, I try. Like people commented, it was kind of funny. Someone was like, "Well, at least you tried." Like if it was as if it was like something I was doing something like you know meaningful or impactful. But you were you were like, like you're like inside and like okay, we're gonna do it. Well, it's gonna be good. Oh, we're going. We're going together. Me and yeah. my bestie. We're and going. I, I said to Claire, I said, I think this is an old video because this no, failed once before. No, Steve is just another one at a new new place. Hey, you know, you should do a tour of the places you've walked out of. Seriously. At what point do you, are, are you like, this isn't going to happen? I, I, I On the way there, you knew? Oh, yeah. Like driving there, I was like, mm-hmm. 
Is your yeah. fear that the Botox is going to migrate in your face? Yeah, and like yeah. just putting that in my body, what is, I know. And, and listen, It'll go away. People do it all the time. Yeah. I, people do it all the time. And, and like, the owner of the place was like, they give it to kids at CHOP who have headaches. Like, relax, you'll be fine. But yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it's just me. My mom <laughs> I can't wrap my mind life. around that fear, but uh, it's legit, yeah, you know. I, so. I know. I, that thing went wrong. Hey, listen, but I didn't completely waste Have their you time. Check out my jewelry from other day. <laughs> and my sweatshirt. It's my new sweatshirt. sweatshirt. Look at this lovely pendant. <laughs> Looking good, Kath. <laughs> listen, but I did go through with laser hair removal, which is so minor compared to what other people get done at this place. But uh, oh, this did place, that, guys? I, this place I have no looked, hair anywhere. Was, was, <laughs> there you go. Anywhere. It looked antiseptic. You. Did you everywhere? Everywhere. Really? Like Butthole? Wait, what's this? Yeah. You had hair removal? Yeah. Wow. While you were there the same day? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you get all the hair off so your that's knuckles? That's why I said. It wasn't completely... It was... Shut up, Casey. It wasn't completely uh, a waste of their time. I did get that yeah. done, but I, it was... They uh, used a hacksaw to get the hair off the nipple. Shut up. So the hair removal, was it laser? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Did that hurt in your bung? Uh, no. So listen, they have... No, they have this awesome laser. There's a reason Fire why... when ready. It, no, it's the reason I go there. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first endorsements I had when I started working with you guys at Y100 was a laser hair removal place. I remember. I yeah. went twice and I was like, that crap hurts. You hate it. I don't you ever want to do this fan. again. Yes. Get, get me out of here. I don't want to do this endorsement anymore. Has uh, it so gotten I, better? Well, how, and how many years ago was that? I yeah. never did it again. Yes. This. Well, no. Some places still hurt. Yeah. It still feels like you're getting snapped with rubber bands. This place has this piece of equipment that's amazing, and it doesn't hurt at all. all right. This is a legitimate question, okay? And I just I, I need to know. Okay. <laughs> Legs so. in the air. Open. No. Thank okay. you. Well, that's what I want to no, know. No, no. Doggy style or hands and feet, hands and uh, knees? No, no. What? so this I... place doesn't do doggy style. Some places do. Uh, this, you kind of... <laughs> this is insane. Hang on. Hang on. Casey. Nice Let her speak. Casey, this, oh, yeah. this is how I described it to a friend. Uh <laughs> Casey will know. You kind of get in the tuck position, Casey, but not like a good tuck position, like a bad tuck position. Okay. Your on your open. side? No. Like on... if you're trying to do a three and a half, like you can, you need to get like maximum rotation. Okay. So at least if you're spread. doing a dive is what you're saying. Yeah. And so you're, you're, you're like, you're like, you're like, like you're, you're going to blow out a <laughs> Are you in a, a chair? Uh, yeah. Like you're kind of in like a, yeah. Chair. Like a gyno chair? Look, Preston. Okay. No, trying okay. to see. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not, not, that's honestly, a, that's kind of the standard missionary position with the legs up. Yeah. I've, I've, it's I've had not a few, quite the flying W, but no, no, I've had close. a proctological like that where you, you're 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 left it a little bit. So do you have to hold your legs? Yes, you hold your own legs. Okay. You also can hold your own butt cheek if you need to. Right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Pull this open a little bit. Listen, the thank and you'll you. do that, but you won't get a tiny little needle in your. <laughs> you may file and ready. Case, I'm not saying there's like uh, reasoning to all of this. I don't know. I don't know what. You're aware of the inconsistencies. I'm aware of the inconsistencies. Yeah. Uh, I just want to thank Megan because uh, Megan <laughs> does the laser hair removal at Refresh. Uh, but listen, she because I've sent I've sent friends there to get it done because, like I said, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> Hold on. A little, a little wider, please, if you would. And she is very uh, professional, and she tries to. 
<laughs> she'll have other conversation with you, so you're not thinking about the fact that your yeah, legs are in the air. A laser firing up your butthole. Yeah, butt you're in an extremely vulnerable position. Right. Exactly. Well, listen, this is something they do all the time. It's funny though, and again, that is a little bit of a dichotomy that you can um, that that is is not an issue, and, and a, a, the Botox. Is something that you just keep tripping up on. I know, but I, I understand just, it. Listen, you 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 make the choice. I also don't want to look um, frozen. I mean, I, and they all say that you're not going to, but I just. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> 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 well, you, here's the thing, though. You you do it, and and if you don't like the way you look, you've got to deal with it for a couple months. And That's then fine. It'll then then fade it'll away. go back, and, would, and you never do it again. You with like a real life. <laughs> A big bulky Ian Frankenstein forehead would be something, especially with the barbecue around the corner. Uh, so, all right. So, recover back to the hair removal thing. So, is now everything peachy keen and wonderful? Yeah. It's, so you uh, go, you go for four to six treatments. Uh, I think I'm at three, three or four. But I mean, I already have like almost nothing. And it'll be permanently gone, or yeah. So you get a touch, long time. You get a touch up once a year because um, it doesn't prevent new hair growth. So as you okay. as you age, okay. you're going to have new hair growth anyway. Oh, so I you would you. get it touched up, but like the majority of it, yeah. It's, I mean, I haven't shaved my legs or my armpits in I I can't tell you how long. Wow! Wow! Well, there okay. you go. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting weekend for Kathy. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had wondered what that video was, and then I, now we, it's it's a new one. I'm glad you brought it up. I don't know. Yeah. I'm... I also saw Jill Biden this weekend. Oh, you my did. God. Yeah. Was she in the table next to you? Can... <laughs> Her buttholes. I, I'm on the radio. <laughs> it, it's Security! All right. But we got we have to break, like, now, right, Kathy? All right. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Kathy. I'll hear about that another time. But listen, we'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. We've got more to come. Teachers rock, and WMMR thinks they deserve special recognition. That's why Preston and Steve are looking for the coolest teacher at your school. No quizzes, smart boards, or TI-83s. Just listen at 615 when they'll announce a random area high school. Students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for the coolest teacher at PrestonandSteve.com. So listen for the day's featured high school and Preston and Steve's coolest teacher. Weekdays at 615. Sponsored by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Class dismissed. New Hope Solberry High School, uh, it's up to you to vote for the coolest teacher. Uh, we had our coolest teacher from um, uh, Padua Academy earlier this morning. Christine Campbell called in. And so now we're looking for you to nominate and vote for the person who you think should uh, should win the honor. Uh, text the word teacher to 39333 and we will send you the voting link. I was just talking about, you know, beautiful weather. It's summer. It's going gonna, it's gonna to feel great. And along with that comes the arrival of two... <laughs> Great little friends to have floating around and about the area. We're going to have the lantern flies hatching, and the cicadas are coming up hey! out of the ground. So they're like they're they're both synchronized, almost as if they worked on this ahead of time right. to make sure that they had a double debut. But the uh, so the lantern fly, uh, I was looking at pictures. Um, the eggs uh, have hatched, and you have little babies, and they're they're they reach maturity very quickly. Yeah, and they 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 look different than they do when they're full grown. I forgot what they they're, look like. They're when little they're... black. I think they might have like white dots on them. They don't get that red yes. until they get yep. huge. Yep. And so, but they're so so they're starting to hatch. Yeah. Uh, the lantern flies. Uh, there's actually some kind of somewhat good news about <laughs> these. Now, they, we weren't able to control them. 
They they thought you know putting out the the death the word yeah yeah the the uh, the go ahead the hit uh, the hit uh, the on hit them. on yeah, them. thank we, you we were instructed to murder them um, that it, the experts are now saying it's pretty much it it was futile uh, so when they were first Gross. spotted in 2014 <laughs> uh, Pennsylvania agricultural officials and other experts hoped they could be eradicated with the all out effort but it has proven futile we have to actually turn the planet over to them they were so numerous that they have spread into dozens of Pennsylvania counties they're in New Jersey uh, all the way up to Long Island so so they're spreading do you notice that in some areas though uh, have um, some areas definitely get hit harder than others like so we've had a, a, a little bit of a um, population uh, arise last summer is very limited at least in our area which kind of blows my mind because we have you know it's it's mount area a lot of trees and stuff like that but it wasn't bad and yet other areas kind of around us got decimated well, well yeah it was so like that like so i remember two or three years ago back two or three years yeah. ago i remember your pictures preston specifically where you were and i was like we don't have them like i saw one or right. two maybe in like the plymouth meeting uh area none at our house nothing Last summer, you got we it. got hit. We yeah. got did you get hit badly? It, it thinned out for us last year. Yeah. So you know they're migrating. They're I guess moving. so. Yeah. So, but here's kind of the somewhat good news. Uh, Brian Walsh, who's uh, of uh, Penn State Extension, uh, has said that they haven't been as destructive to trees and plants as once feared. Because that was the big thing. I mean, yes, they were going to destroy all the, the plants. Pests. They're going to be all over the place. We can kind of deal with that. But, and they, they urinate the Moderna vaccine. Oh, so wow. that's I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, no, they still pose significant threats, though, Kathy and Nick. All right. To vineyards. Oh. oh. I know. Oh. I know. Well, now it's serious. Uh, the now, bug. You're going to need that Botox now to get rid of the frown lines, Kathy. <laughs> has not been especially destructive to otherwise healthy ornamental trees and plants. That could be, uh, he said, because tree fruit growers have kept it in check with spray programs while vineyards are still facing a significant challenge and are still seeing losses in production and increased costs with increased spray applications. Mm. Uh, so the bug gravitates to grapevines. Uh, earlier on, it caused nearly 100% loss to some grape oh crops Jesus in, in Berks County. I mean, killed them, wow. de- decimated them. Wow. Thank yeah. God for narcotics. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say this. Of all the pictures that I saw, the most alarming was actually Marissa's of her, her your balcony, That's Marissa. Mine. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, is this you? Yeah, that was from my house. Holy hell. All right, now you win. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> realize disgusting. it was that bad by you. We had nothing like that. What? Just, just an occasional here and there. Preston, the picture on your Instagram of the lanternflies, what, what is that? Where was that? Those are dead. That was at the base of a tree. Base of a tree. In my okay. backyard, yeah. So we're looking at, looks like hundreds of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was it. We had the, the backyard sprayed. And then there's there's... It's it's contentious as to whether you should get that done or not, yeah. but we had had that done, and, and that was at the time. That was the year that they were really, really bad, mm-hmm. and yeah, we had hundreds of them. They were all over the place. The backside of the house was just covered with them. So we had natural on come by, and they did the treatment for the, um, you know, for mosquitoes and for grubs and for stuff like that, and, you know, um, we, but we, our area in general doesn't get hit with a lot of bugs, mm-hmm. but I, so... You last year recollect, Preston, it, it was much lighter than oh, it was? Oh, yeah, way okay. lighter in my area, yeah. Uh, which was encouraging. So um, so it's too early to gauge the size of this year's investation. They're keeping an eye on it, though. But there's no really good way of measuring the extent of the spread. This is according to Shannon Powers, spokesperson for the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture. Um, it says they, they can't tell the extent of the spread, the extent of the spread this early since data 
are collected over the course of the season. Adult insects do not survive the winter. And egg masses have proven to survive consistently colder temperatures than we had this year. Egg masses. Uh, infestations can be remarkably different from neighborhood to neighborhood, as you guys were saying just a moment ago. Uh, but she said, we still don't have the whole life cycle figured out yet. Oh, wow. It's a very complex organism, and it moves a lot. It is capable of feeding on so many things from perennials to mature trees. Uh, they're native to Asia, of course, and they feed on plant sap and they love maples, black walnut, birch, and willow trees. Overall, it's not known. Uh, it is known to feed on 70 types of plants and trees, and that feeding can stress and damage plants. Do you know the natural predators of the of the, uh, of the lanternflies, Preston? The praying well, mantis? Praying mantis, the right. freaking praying mantis. But you know what else? Um, chickens. Oh, oh yeah. if you really? have a chicken coop okay. in, your, in your yard, oh, apparently they, they are yeah. voracious Lanternfly ingesters. Okay. Well, that's why they say not to use the tape strip to help with the lanternflies because well, the praying mantis are oh, no, the praying mantis are getting stuck oh, in really? it, and that's what's uh, helping with the. the and and there are other insects and things that are actually God, that are beneficial I, to the ecosystem. That I get a chill over my when I there was a footage that was of a of a praying mantis. <laughs> taking a like a small lizard. I know it's messed up, right? And just the cold machine-like way it burrows into its head. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's there's no you can't sit down and have a good conversation with a praying mantis. So the bugs excrete a partially digested su- sugary sap known as honeydew, mm. and that will allow molds to grow on trees, and that can be bad for the trees. It can stress it. So. And you said the cold that we had this winter d- is not going to affect it? Ain't going to do squat. That's too bad. Nothing. It, it All it does is kill the live ones, but the eggs survive. Okay. And so, and then the more that there are to lay more eggs, the more problem we're going to have each year. Okay, so are other countries having similar issues with other species oh, of... Sure. Um, like American bugs? Well, I don't know about American bugs, yeah. but like infestations. I wish they all yeah. could be American bugs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> infestations happen all over the planet. Steve, the West Coast bugs. Are <laughs> I love I love the styles they wear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the southern bugs with the way they kiss. They knock me out when I'm down there. Oh, I like bugs. I, I would assume, yes, Casey, that invasive species in it. You know, from America have have ended up in other locations. And I don't have issues with them. I, I don't know any of. Them. You don't hear a lot about them, though. Yeah. Seems like they all there. Everyone wants to come to America. This one goes out to the lantern flies in the audience. <laughs> what were you going to say, Kath? Uh, I don't know if you have information about the cicadas or not, but um, I mean they're going to come out in billions. Billions. Billions yeah, yeah. of them. Yep. Have you heard? <laughs> it's like a billion. Have you? Has anyone? Is it too early to have heard, heard their yet. siren song? Uh, I, I, so, so they're coming out now. They're saying, um, yeah. and it depends on. Uh, so the the ground actually. Ask me any cicada question you want. Uh, I spoke to an entomologist the other day, so I got oh. all the information. So the ground has to reach sixty five degrees. The second it reaches sixty five degrees, they all start coming out. Tunneling it's out. pretty amazing that the the story of that bug is pretty how laying dormant. Yeah, that they're alive. Seven, so this yeah. this brood, seventeen years they've been underground. Wow, yes. it's amazing. And they come out, they mate. They the female carves a V shape into the trees, lays the eggs, moves around the tree, does it several times, lays the eggs, and then they all die. From what I understand, Kathy, that they're all seventeen years, right? But this one is just a massive brood that has been waiting for seventeen years. So um, they they will have no idea how Lost ended. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Nick, so there's there's a specific cicada that comes out every 17 years. There's another one that comes out every 13 years. Okay. And then there's the seasonal cicada, which is the ones that we will see. Normally. You know, yeah, like every summer. Gotcha. And they're harmless. They uh, are. They, they literally are harmless. They won't. But they're big, disgusting, crunching. And a lot of times, like, I'll, like if you have pets, you see them outside and they'll be munching on them. I'm like, oh, spit that out. Well, and this, apparently, this brood uh, X is, they're going to come out, they're going to have, like, uh, red eyes, so they're mm-hmm. going to be, like, even <laughs> scarier to look at. Right. So, Jace is, like... Look at me. Jace is petrified. He keeps asking me, he's like, when is this going to happen? Really? When are they coming? Because I well, yeah, the idea outside. of billions of things crawling up out of I the guess. ground is pretty freaking scary. I wonder how he gets that, Kathy. I, well, I like, wonder where he gets that but from. But I said to him, I'm like, what? Like, how do you... He's like, I just remember seeing one before, and it was. he's like, it was so gross. He's like, you have to tell me when this is happening, because I don't want to go outside. Like, That's the kid crazy. doesn't want to go outside when they <laughs> start coming they out. I loved these things. Cicadas. Cicadas are sick. Yes. <laughs> Their song sickens me with the cicada sounds. What about the Shells. Shells are the yeah, exoskeletons. <laughs> Dude, I mean, is as that, do, do, do cicadas have exoskeletons? They're, they're the ones that they leave their shells on the, uh, on the trees, they're right? Crunchy cicadas. I don't know. I love those things. As a kid, like you, we would collect them and then put them on because <laughs> they would stick to your shirts and stuff. Yeah. Really? I yeah. Steve, I, for whatever, whatever reason, I specifically remember <laughs> being in Merrick. Uh, on Argyle Road in right. Merrick, riding my bike down the street, and you could just—it was August. You could just hear them, like oh, I it love was it. super so loud. loud. Yeah, I remember here years ago in Maniunk, um, there was a cicada season. It was sick. No, but it was—I could—I remember hearing it loudly. It and, was and mid commenting. to late July. Right. Is, is Do you the remember season. that? Yeah. Well, so it just—it reminds me of Bible school. I went to. <laughs> I chose. I chose to go to Bible. I went to two different Bible schools. Can I get an amen? And there was always after the Fourth of July, and it just for some reason when I hear that, it just reminds me of walking to Bible school. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They are innocuous, it, but they're big and crunchy and slimy. It in in a large enough group, it can actually cause my because you know I have, I have tinnitus, which makes my ah. my hearing sensitive. If I hear certain noises, it actually is painful to me. And that can actually get so loud that it can be painful. I have no hear. doubt. What about Katie, Katie did? Katie did? Don't nah. they generate? They're not, okay. they're not, not as super bad. Loud. They're not right. as loud. Yeah, not not quite as bad as... I remember, you know, that skaters actually remind me of golf, Casey, because a lot of mm-hmm. times when they're in season and you're out and you're in the tranquil setting of a golf course and it's nice and quiet, you'll just hear that... You know, that noise. What about Matt Cowper scat singing? Got to put on a... Got to put on a, a, a hazmat suit or something to keep from getting soaked. I'm scat singing. Scat Cowper. Scat Cowper. <laughs> Tonight at Grape Street. At Grape Hope I'll Street. see you there. Scat Cowper. Unplugged. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Give me some skin. Uh, so we have those two yeah. things that'll be uh, approaching. I have, in the last couple of days, I had, yesterday I had a yellow jacket, a bee, and a wasp all get in my house. In your That's house? Yeah. Yes. How the, do you... Do you start to, do you go on patrol and say, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not. not. Yeah. A yellow jacket and a bee and a, and a wasp walking into a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. And the bartender says, what's all the buzz about? 
I have to give you that oh, one. Yeah. Thank you, that thank one you. was good, sir. Hey. As dad jokes go, that's a good that one. That was a good one. <laughs> and they're usually not. So they're usually, usually not. not. Surprise Man, I'm on it today. Um, <laughs> Stop while you're in. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, with the, uh, they tend to congregate. We have uh, skylights in our um, dining area. Right. And so they'll get up in there, which makes it a pain in the ass because then I got to get like a ladder or right. something like that to get up there and take them out. And so, use a BB gun. But I went a on. Salt gun, right? Went on patrol. What? Salt gun? Salt gun. Actually, yeah, they do work. got to be pretty close, yeah. though. Okay. Yeah. Can I talk about my bees? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, <laughs> ties, this actually ties directly into this. Is yeah. a good time to bring this up. Casey came to us. <laughs> Can I talk? Yeah, it was actually cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we had, uh, apparently, I, I, po- I posted a picture on my Instagram of a gigantic swarm of bees. It was where, horrifying. Where, where was it, Case? It was in my neighbor's um, bushes in their front yard. And, um, I mean, listen, if you look at the picture, that's how close I was. That's not like me zooming in. Like, I got really, really close because so I wasn't It's scared. a fully bee-covered beehive, clearly. It's not a beehive, though, Steve. I mean, that they right there. They were just there, congregated that way? That, that right wild? there is, a, it is a, an entire cluster. There, there is no hive there. That is an entire cluster of honeybees. It's a and, murder of so honeybees. Let, and, let me describe yeah. this. It, it, it looks as if there is... There are hundreds of bees climbing around something round. Right. But apparently, according to Casey, after they got the, the keepers over, and you'll tell that part of the story, yeah. it was nothing but just a thickness of bees. Wow. All, it, it was just a, a a crowd, a mosh pit of bee, bees. And they look like honeybees, right? They are honeybees. Okay. And so I, I learned a couple of things about this after posting this picture. But uh, in the center of that is a queen. And and it, apparently it is a new queen, and so what had happened was the new queen left whatever hive they were in, and all of these bees, there's 10,000 of them, followed her, and then they kind of, they, they set up camp at that, in, in that uh, hedge, and they were, they were looking for a new place to set up an, a new colony, and so they, they kind of hung there. And there were other honeybees that were out scouting other locations. It, it's so it's so mind blowingly amazing because I saw this woman who is uh, an expert, um, a, a, a bee expert, and she goes in and extracts bees from like houses where you know they discover they're they're trying to sell and they realize it's in the walls or whatever. And she goes in and and I forget the mechanics of exactly what she does, but she's not wearing any protective gear. She simply she by gingerly coaxes the queen away yeah and then they all preston in a very benign way just follow the queen thousands and thousands and thousands of bees and they they whatever whatever the nature behind it all their 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 hierarchy and Mm -hmm. their and the worker class and all of that stuff the way it synergizes is amazing right and i had never um even thought to uh, exterminate these things. And right. as it turns out, you can't, right? If I were to call an exterminator, they'd say, we can't do it. Suck right. it. Call a beekeeper. Yeah. So I posted this picture, and I had a number of people that uh, either are, like, <laughs> hobby beekeepers yeah. or they knew somebody. So my cousin sent over uh, Donna and Hal. All right, so Donna and Hal live in Broomall. And Please need you. <laughs> so the quick story behind Donna and Hal is uh, they live in Broomall, and they were having a hard time pollinating their. Um, they had like uh, cucumbers and some vegetables vegetable that garden. they were. Yeah, yeah, the vegetable garden that they were growing in their backyard, and they were having a hard time pollinating that. 
So they had to self-pollinate, which I don't even know what that is. It's and, disgusting. And Donna said, like, it was such a pain in the ass that they ended up going to, like, beekeeper meetings and uh, got um, all the equipment and, and the know-how and all this stuff. So so they taught themselves how to do this because we're they, looking at a picture and they've yeah. got, they've got the, uh, the proper gear on. They got the, they, so they, they learned how to do everything. They came over. Wow. Uh, they have a, a couple of hives in their backyard. They have hives all over the area, a couple of hives up in, like, uh, the Poconos. Uh, some in Chester County or whatever, but they came um, with their bee suit on. They reached into this cluster of 10,000 bees. They um, they were fairly certain that they were able to get the queen out, and they it, put the queen into they scooped? this. Yeah. They scooped? Yeah. case? Scooped it, put the queen into this box, and then they left the box there, right? Okay. And then uh, they left the box there for hours because what they were nervous oh, yeah. about, they, what they were nervous about is, if they had gotten there any later, all of those bees, they, those ten thousand bees, would have been gone. They would have, you know, they weren't found they, another place. They weren't going to be parked in that hedge right. for forever. Right? Like they, they were just that was a temporary. That was basically a motel that they were hanging at while they found another. Well, place the recon to go team to. was out looking. That's yeah, just it's a mind blower. You got a finder's fee for this because like it's probably I got, pretty, pretty valuable for them, right? Yeah, I got um, I got Bruma honey. That's cool. Yeah, and I was I, happy about that because they, you know, bees are scarce these days. That's part of the reason why you can't exterminate them. Honey bees are really important to pollinating other plants. I think I met a prostitute who called Broomall Honey one time. <laughs> it's a Van Morrison song. Yeah, Broomall Honey, Honey. She hangs out on Sprawl Road. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How you doing, sweetheart? She's the, a the idea that of in in a cluster of ten thousand bees. They can find the one that is a queen. I don't know what the identifying you got to look for the tiara. Identifying features are. But. So she's bigger than the rest? Like her, um, oh, God, what did they call that little area? Like uh, the thorax, right? The thorax area, thank yeah. you, mm-hmm. uh, is bigger than the, the rest of them. I always she's got thought, junk like, in the trunk. Well, so I always thought when, you know, growing up that, like, that big, thick bee, yeah. That, yeah. that was a queen bee, but that's not. Apparently, no. that's just another... Um, a bumblebee? The, yeah. The, the really big ones? Yeah, I just thought it's that... another type of bee? Yeah. yeah, it's just a different kind of bee, so... There, um, it's, it is amazing. It's amazing how they all... And their sense, their ability to communicate over long distances... Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, so it was... I can see why people are fascinated by it. It was yeah. really... It was I a, just don't like to get stung. No, yeah. no, no, no. Get it. And so, and I asked them, I said, how many times have you guys been stung? And, you know, maybe just a couple of times. Yeah. Nothing, nothing couple big. A couple thousand. A couple thousand times. Nothing big. But uh, I, you know, the... I was. Um, they're not I was very aggressive. Though, right? No, they're not. Well, that's the, the thing. Honeybees like, aren't like the yellow jackets are. Wasps yeah. can be, but honeybees are really not that scary. Like you would have to go in and kicking the hive for them to uh, for them to attack you. And like, if, 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 if the, they're just there, you're not going to get stung. If the queen is managed properly, you should not have an issue. Yeah. So when mm. I had gone up to take a picture of of that swarm of bees, I mean, I got really close. Press. I was as close as I am to you right now to Oof. take that picture. Casey, is that you? And my wife I'm was like, fans. We listen every morning. I love you guys. Yeah, my wife is freaking out, and I was like, dude, it's fine. You know, bees smell fear, so I'm and I'm not afraid. I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard the kid from well, Jerry Maguire say it, so it's true. <laughs> uh, so, but I wasn't nervous at all. I took the picture. I, you know, I walked in slowly. I walked out slowly. Yeah. Um, and then, and now the, the bees are gone. So, and it was my neighbor's bush. So I was like, I wasn't sure if they were going to try and do something about it, but I was, uh, you know, I got the beekeepers there. They talked to my neighbors. And, and so you got the honey. Yeah, and, and my neighbors got some honey, too. There you go. Nice. Yeah. So wait a minute, you called your beekeepers before you alerted your neighbors that they had that? The neighbors were aware of it. Okay. Um, but they didn't know what to do about it either. Apparently, they had... Um, what are you doing with my bees? They had either put, like, cinnamon or cumin on it. And I, I don't know where they heard about that 
Uh, but that had actually killed a couple of the bees. What? Yeah, I know. I was Murderers! Like, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't going to fuss with it at all. I wasn't going to spray yeah. with anything. But right. um, one of the things that they did want to do was they wanted to the, the beekeepers wanted to come that night because it's easier to collect it in the uh, in the dark at, night. At that's the dark, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were doing it in broad daylight. They, yeah, yeah. So well, that's because they didn't want to waste any more time because sure. they could have lost the entire. Have you made a, have you made a favorite sandwich with your honey yet? Not yet. I haven't had any yet. Casey but... likes peanut butter and honey sandwiches. Ooh. Yeah, and not you did make a bee sandwich though. You enjoyed it quite. But she also um, Donna, the the beekeeper, said uh, what she likes to do with her honey is uh, she'll sprinkle it on her Cheerios mm. instead of sugar. And I was like, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, that is a good idea. Mm-hmm. You guys have never done that. No, no. sugar. There is yeah. honey nut Cheerios. Why they call them honey nut Cheerios? Yeah, yeah, but that's how they got started. Was that uh, honey on the Cheerios? People would do that. Oh, I did it growing up. I had never heard All that. The time, I just yeah. thought that the, they came up with the brand because it no. sounded like a good combination. <laughs> no, it sounded and, good. Yeah. And you get at the end of the meal, you'd have a little bit of uh, honey at the bottom of the bowl. That would you know, it's like a little dessert. A little dessert. <laughs> yeah. Now, would milk be in this? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right. you, you you pour the Cheerios, then you take a spoon, you drizzle the honey, a little bit of drizzle, yeah, drizzle the honey over, and then. You pour the milk, and uh, I like it better than the honey nut Cheerios because the honey nut Cheerios I think are too inherently sweet, okay. you know. But the honey you can control the amount that you drizzle. Son of a your bitch. drizzle to Cheerio uh, <laughs> ratio. Okay. And Steve, you're a big uh, salmon guy now. You uh, bet your ass and, I am. <laughs> uh, Donna likes to put honey on her salmon. Sure. So, I mean, honey on her idea. salmon. Sure. I Even love a little, a little cayenne pepper pepper on that too. Cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper. I'll tell you what, local. And if you get honey that's local, it, it apparently has all sorts of. For your system, allergy suppressing yeah. issues. She had also or recommended attributes. I should We've been say. prescribed that before. Yes, uh, when the doctor said go, go get some local honey, uh, local yeah. honey. Uh, to try and get you used to the, uh, to, to in, in lack of a better term, desensitize your system to local pollen uh, yeah. issues that you might have. Get some local honey. Right. You rub it on your nipples and have your husband lick it off. <laughs> All right. If, if that's what you're into. Hey, and if you're not into it. And what it, will that do? I don't know. I just like the idea of it. Yeah, it's what Bill does. Bill it, right? It's a Bill Weston thing. Yeah. All right, lick, lick, the, lick the honey off my nipples. Lick it. <laughs> lick it good. <laughs> All right, it's supposed to cure me of the whooping cough. <laughs> whooping cough. There was another thing that she said she puts her honey on that I... I, I <laughs> can't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, that sounds like a really yummy, delicious idea, and I can't remember <laughs> what it was. Maybe it was my really nipples. Yummy, delicious. <laughs> was Those it are bees are real. Vanilla ice cream? That oh. sounds really good. I've done that, too. Uh, I just do it on toast. Yeah. Just straight up toast. Oh, yeah. Uh, honey and toast is quite tasty. Hell, yeah. Hells, yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on a moment. I am going to Andy. Collects bees, I believe. Hey, uh, Andy, good morning. Hey! Hey, how are you, Preston? Good. What's up, man? Uh, we were doing a we we're a land clearing company, and we were doing a job in Mount Holly one time, New Jersey, and uh, there was a giant gum tree. It was about a hundred foot tall, and uh, before we took the tree down, I noticed there was there was bees up in the tree, all over the side of the tree, and I was like, "Wow, what's going on there?" And then we realized there was a a great big hole where they had basically built a colony inside the tree. So we called a local beekeeper. Um, and then he came in the evening, like Casey was saying, he came in the evening, they took uh, screen material, uh, he smoked the bees, and then they, they, they basically sealed up the, the colony for the evening. The next day, we took the tree down, uh, you know, with our excavator stuff, we brought it down real slow, put it on the ground, and we notched out like a big block of the tree, and we actually moved that block to his, to his, uh, his little farm, he had a farm. Wow. And, um, and uh, lo and behold, you know, 
there wound up being 75,000 bees that he collected out of that. Wow. Isn't that amazing that the bees are always in exact numbers? That, no, yeah. You know what's wild is you guys were able to make that tree into a little container yeah. and move it like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're 75,001. You're going to have to leave. Yeah, yeah. You got to go. Yeah, you got to go. Uh, but that's astonishing that you were able to be that, that delicate about it and keep it intact on moving it out to that farm. Well, we 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 used our you know we used the, the two excavators and then when we we cut the tree and then we kind of just we we cabled it down you know we laid it down on the ground nice and easy and then we just notched out the block yeah it was about a six foot you know we cut out about a six foot piece of the tree and then just stood it up on a little flatbed trailer that we had. <laughs> And, That's uh, wild. We secured it down, then we took it down, and we took it to his farm. We made basically like a little bee box out of it and moved yeah. it down the road. It was pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. Did they I give like you it. any honey for your uh, troubles? Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy's a real nice guy. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. All right, thanks, Sleep Andy. with my wife. I'll say this. <laughs> but, I, but I get to watch. Um... Have you guys ever flirted with the notion of having like a little hive in the back? Yeah. A lot of yeah. a lot of people do. Yeah, chickens too. My, my neighbors do. Yes and no. I like the idea of yeah. doing it, but um, I think it'd be a little bit too much. Well, I don't know if it would be too much maintenance. So there's this guy Joe is a tech for uh, Xfinity. He's yeah, one of, he's one of the top guys. I'm just calling him a tech. But anyway, he raises honey, and he showed me pictures and video of his uh, of his hives or boxes or yeah. whatever you want to call them. And he said actually. They're sort of self-maintaining, right? Yeah, they kind of do their own yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, just a handful of times out of the year, do you have to go in and change stuff up and obviously clean out, clean the all litter, the right, and all that. You know who's a beekeeper? Uh-uh. James Hetfield. Oh, really? Of uh, Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like a beekeeper. Yeah. Bees. <laughs> uh, yes, I. In a way, I've heard it's very relaxing too, yeah. like a, like a very zen thing. Yeah. But it seems like you can have it. A, you, you know, you can have a you can go crazy and have a huge amount of them, or just a simple little setup generate some honey. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I got Mike, who's a beekeeper here. Hey, Mike. Good morning, Mike. Hey, you're you're on the morning, air, bud. Hi, Mike. I love oh, you. Guys, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think there might be a really long delay in. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, Mike. What's up? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is, is there a hey, bee in the room? Um, Listen, I uh, I was just saying you can catch bees by uh, making a, a swarm catcher, which is uh, consists of a box with bee frames, hive frames in it, and then you sprinkle a little lemongrass oil in there and put it on a tree, and the swarms will actually congregate to those boxes. And what do you do with this? Are you able to extract honey from it, or are you just attracting bees? Yeah, well, well, what I do is I I have my hives. And sometimes they create another queen, and she'll fly out to get bread, and half the hive and milk. Or half the bees will follow it. So when you say so bread, what what do you mean? But you you don't actually mean she's picking up a loaf of yeah, bread, yeah, loaf right? of bread. No, 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 no. See, like when they when they, when they raise another queen, when they take a, a drone and they feed it royal honey, and it turns into a queen bee, they fly out. They're not fertile, so they have to get bread. So they fly away, uh-huh. and they take, like, half the hive with it, and they get bread, and then they'll start their own colony. Mike, stop. What does bread mean? Uh, fertilized. She comes, like, a fertile... Br- bread. Uh, okay. Yeah. B-R-E-D. Oh, okay. Not, we yeah, thought yeah, you yeah, meant, yeah, like, yeah. weed or white or pumpernickel or... <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. no. Okay. Stovetop. Yeah. yeah. Mike... I have, an, I have a question for you. How much land do you have uh, in order to be able to accomplish something like this? Do you have neighbors that are close by? Well, I have an acre, 
and I live in Doylestown, so I have an acre there. I have two hives there, and I also have two hives at a local farm. And and uh, what I do is they're, they're only a year old. I bought them as a three-pound box with a queen, and I put the queen in there, a three-pound box. When they get mature to, like, next year, when they'll really start producing honey, I have to watch them out to make sure they don't swarm. I have to split the hives. If they get too big, half of them will fly away. And that's huh. the problem is when you get your hive that's way too big, um, they, they split it and half of them will fly away. My neighbors are, so are, 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 are fairly close. They keep their hive. I guess they, they do that mitigating procedure because I never see an excess of bees in the area. And they seem to yeah. they seem to manage it and control it quite easily. Yeah. That's, 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 that's because you keep on splitting them down. All right, okay. keep splitting them right. down. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate the uh, uh, the info. Wow, it's uh, it, it, we get too complex for me. I know. Once you have to start, and... yeah, you got to get bread all the time, yeah, milk yeah. and stuff, and you always have to pick up groceries. I wonder how the uh, a queen. I assume was born a queen, correct? In other words, she he said something I about mean, feeding yeah. it royal honey. You guys think so? <laughs> he said something about yeah. feeding it royal honey, yeah. and it becomes a queen. All right. uh, hang on, we got we we got a break right, here more. in a second. But Tom one is a, Tom is a beekeeper as well. Hey Tom, how you doing? Oh, shut up! Hold on a second. <laughs> Let's try this again. Tom, are you there? Hello. All right, there we go. Tom, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. All right. So, how does a queen become a queen? Can you help us out with that? Okay. So when they make an egg, when the queen the before queen uh, lays queen. eggs, she lays them all around, and then the workers will go and take uh, a really young egg and make a special uh, uh, cell for it. Kind of looks like a peanut. And they'll, when it hatches, they'll feed it royal jelly and extra protein. And what, then what's royal it, jelly? Royal jelly is kind of like honey, but not really. Um, it's just a special protein-rich uh Honey, I guess it would be nectar. So yeah, it's nectar. its purpose is to cre- is to enhance a bee to a queen to the queen status, correct? Yes. Okay, oh, and and, and, then, and then I know. I mean, it's so precariously <laughs> crazy, exact. But they they do it. So the swarm decides who the queen's going to be. Uh, yeah. Essentially, they just take a random egg and uh, you. And make it a queen. I can when you when you see where that random egg is and that and that special little hatch that you were talking about the, the peanut sized thing. Can you tell as a beekeeper that that's the one that's going to eventually become the queen? Yeah. Wow. Because the the uh, cell looks absolutely nothing like anything else. Oh. It's got all sorts of red velour in it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was the nectar called that they feed it? Uh, royal jelly. Royal jelly. Royal jelly. I'm like get, the I'm band. I'm gonna get myself yeah. some royal jelly. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you you were liking the you, sound of that. You guys should get it for me, right? Thanks, Tom. Absolutely. Yes, we should. <laughs> and we're, then we can rub our back legs together. We're your footmen. We'll handle all that for you. <laughs> you got to do that butthole pose again, though. <laughs> oh my yes. God. We, we do well, I need to. to show Bill. Queen. <laughs> Bill's here. Man. Bill here. It was like this. All right, drones. Look at my butthole. <laughs> he did. He he went to come over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, interesting story. So we got we got spotted lanternflies. We got a brood of uh, cicadas, and then we got bees flying all over the place. <laughs> Good Kate, luck this summer. House. Have fun as we're going into summertime. Uh, what I want to do, though, is take a quick break and come back in a second because we got some more Bizarre File stories that are on the way. But thank you for your phone calls. We appreciate it. We'll come back in just a moment. 
Roll up your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Hey, gang, this year's event is Friday, June 18th. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve T-shirt and the pride of knowing that you made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get help at recoverycentersofamerica.com and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Alright, uh, let's dive into the world of the bizarre. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Horizon. You can get Horizon Services AC tune-up for just $49, plus a heater tune-up this fall for only $39. Call now or visit horizonservices.com for details. We'll begin with a follow-up story. Uh, You remember this, a nine-month-old Bengal tiger uh, that had been missing for days in Houston. They found it on Saturday. Yay! And it was transferred to the appropriate authorities Houston Police Commander Ron Borza identified Gia Cuevas and her husband, Victor Hugo Cuevas, as the owners of the tiger during a Saturday night press conference. Uh, the tiger appears to be in good health, uh, Borza said. Animal control officials in Houston will be delivering the tiger to an animal sanctuary. Uh, Gia Cuevas uh, turned in the tiger to authorities, said uh, Borza, adding that she is not facing any charges at this time. Borza didn't say how the couple obtained the tiger. It is, of course, illegal to house a tiger in Houston. It's 175 pounds, that thing. Massive. So I don't know what they're going to do about it. We'll see. I love this story. A man is accused of stealing 14 cases of beer. <laughs> According to the police, a man had loaded up his cart with 14 cases of beer at a Kroger store. Police said he then attempted to return it, stating his wife bought the wrong beer. 14 cases and it didn't occur to him? Well, no, he stole it. Oh. And he came back and Saying, attempted to uh, return it that his wife had bought the wrong beer. So he that's went back a brilliant to, plan. to the same yeah, store that yeah. he stole it from. She bought the wrong damn yeah. beer. She stole, I mean, bought. Uh, police say Kroger employees tried to uh, confirm the man's story, but said the man became angry. Damn it! And he left the store with the beer. Uh, Kroger employees reviewed the surveillance footage from theft and called police, and they are now looking for this guy. (laughs) Genius. Yep. This is messed up. A woman in her 50s was killed in an industrial accident at a mattress manufacturing plant in Utah. The 911 came in, and first responders were dispatched to the Purple Mattress Factory. Police were told the woman was standing by a machine and got pulled in and caught in moving parts. Oh, man. She was already deceased by the time first responders were able to extricate her. She was, I mean, she killed her right right away. Uh, Her body was taken by the office to the Utah Medical Examiner, which will investigate her death. There's video of what happened. Of her getting pulled into the machine? Yeah, which will be examined as part of the investigation. Um, How, How did it exactly... Was she wearing loose fabric or? The, well, that's what the investigation is going to cover. They they said it didn't seem, uh, it seemed like an accident. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Purple is uh, shut down manufacturing at the plant pending an investigation. So that's Jesus. messed up. Here's another industrial thing. Everything's coming in twos here today. 
Uh, two workers were killed in an Oklahoma dam explosion Thursday Damn. night. This is wild. The The bodies of the contractors were recovered from Kerr Dam Friday morning. The two men have been trapped since 6 p.m. Uh, the ex- since the explosion. Jeez. <clears throat> One contractor who was with the men at the time of the blast was able to get out. Contractors were about 80 feet down from the top of the dam. They were doing routine core sample drilling when they were trapped. They were in an inspection gallery when the explosion happened. The blast did not compromise the structure of the dam, but the core sample drilling into the bedrock below the dam was described as part of a routine dam safety program. There may have been a pocket of natural <laughs> methane gas. That's what I was thinking, wow. yeah. yeah. And you, you, there'd be no way to know, really. It, or you'd find out too late. Uh, the cause of the explosion has not been determined Damn. as of yet. Yeah, wow. Uh, Jake, an eight-month-old Labrador retriever, came perilously close to becoming an alligator's lunch when he was dragged into a pond in Holiday, Florida on Tuesday. Uh, the puppy entered into a terrifying death roll with the reptile, which was estimated to be seven to nine feet long. But Jake's owner, Mike McCoy, dived into the water and wrestled with the alligator to save the day. He said, I got around, thumbed him in the eye, picked him out of the water so he couldn't get anywhere, and he let the dog go. <laughs> Good for him, man. Uh, Not on my watch. Uh, the alligator bit McCoy. Uh, damn bo- alligator bit my hand. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, McCoy and Jake both needed stitches uh, but weren't seriously injured. You son of a bitch. Uh, Moy- Give me back my puppy. McCoy said that his, uh, his pup is on the mend at this point. A sheriff's deputy Here's another art note. So here's the second animal story in a row. I'm telling you, these are yeah, these it's are amazing. And this all by happenstance. He didn't plan this out. A sheriff's deputy had to deploy a taser on his own canine officer after it bit a cow while on a burglary call, but the agitated cow ended up kicking the deputy. Wow, this is like a, a Keystone comedy thing. Totally, this chain of events so, thing so the, is the, weird. He tasers the dog for biting a cow who kicks him. Yes. So it was his own dog. He had to tase it because it was attacking the cow. It's like the Three Stooges. Deputies responded to a report of a burglary in process. The first deputy on scene secured the location with his canine and waited on additional officers to assist with entering the residence. A cow nearby distracted the dog, and the dog subsequently bit the cow. In an attempt to protect the cow from injuries, the deputy tased the dog. The dog was taken (laughs) into leash control and returned to the deputy's vehicle. Reacting to the dog, the cow kicked the deputy (laughs) and the property owner. The injuries were determined to be minor. And then to top it all off, the original burglary call ended up to be unfounded as well. So, like, nothing was going on. So, it was all an utter coincidence. It was there it is. And I tell you what, we're going to wrap it up right there, my nice. friends. And that is what we have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. Uh, we got 300 bucks to give away for the letter of the day, Word of the Week prize. I'll tell you more about that when we get to it. But we have a couple other stops to make. One of them is going to be uh, the Trash Music News and Lesson Question Break, which we will have next. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Love MMR? 
bison gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com, and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Oh, Monday's just flying right by. We like it when that happens. The rest of the week, you know, later in the week can slow down a tad. But Monday, just come on, zip on by, if you will. Um, we're going to do a lesson question, and we're going to see if you have the answer and can win this. Leonard Skinner live at Nebworth 76. Wow. Uh, it is a CD, uh, DVD CD set capturing the band's historic performance in England on August 21st, 1976. Wow. That's pretty cool. All right. So the question that we are going to go with today, let's go. Okay. A wasp, a yellow jacket, and a bee walk into a bar, and the bartender says, what? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if we know the answer to that. A wasp, a yellow jacket, and a bee walk into a bar, and the bartender says, what? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Here we go. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber. A.D. Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, one commitment. Learn more at ADMoyer.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Courtney Stodden saying she will consider Chrissy Teigen's offer for a sit-down to hash out their differences, but is currently dealing with career demands. Judging by the status of Stodden's career right now, that meeting will probably happen tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, my God. Amazon desperately trying to get to the bottom of how a bunch of nooses mysteriously appeared at one of its warehouses under construction in Connecticut. Amazon says they're committed to finding out answers and have ordered from themselves 200 Inspector Gadget Junior Detective Kits. Hey! And finally, Alex Rodriguez apparently wants Jennifer Lopez back in a major way and has taken to social media posting a picture of him with his daughters at the dinner table with an empty seat clearly set for her. Unfortunately for A-Rod, as that picture was being taken, J-Lo was sitting on Ben Affleck's face. (laughs) (laughs) So that's your Hollywood trash. All righty. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this. A wasp, a yellow jacket, and a bee walk into a bar, and the bartender says what? I will go to CJ, see if we can get an answer. Hey, CJ, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, CJ, good morning (laughs) to you. A wasp, a yellow jacket, a bee walk into the bartender, and the bartender says what? What's all the buzz about? Hey, uh, a kicker from our man Casey supplied this morning. And CJ, you got it right. So we are going to give you Leonard Skinner live at Nebworth 76, a DVD CD set capturing the band's historic performance in England on August 21st, 1976. Also available on Blu-ray, limited edition LP, and digital from Eagle Rock Entertainment. Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. All right, just a couple of things to pass along to you. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts have pushed back its already postponed stadium tour 2020 for 2022. Uh, the revamped itinerary has yet to be rolled out. 
The original dates for the 32-show stadium tour uh, were to kick off June 18th in Jacksonville, but put on hold due to the <clears throat> pandemic, of course. <clears throat> they posted a message on social media, which read, uh, to all our loyal fans, we wanted to let you know that we learned today that the tour is getting moved to 2022. And by the way, this is from all the acts. They put this out together. Uh, this is the only way to ensure that we can play all of the dates for all of you who have purchased tickets. Yeah, a lot of the venues are filling up. And uh, things that were planned and on the books, um, they can't quite accommodate. We appreciate you hanging in there. And can't wait to get back on stage and bring the stadium tour to all of our fans. It's going to be one for the history books, they said. So next year, when that will be happening. Corey Taylor has released a new cover version of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young's Carry On. Huh. Exclusively on Amazon Music. I didn't bother to go and track it down. I should have. But uh, the original version is from the group's uh, Deja Vu album, of course, which is also out now available as a 50th anniversary deluxe edition with over two hours of rare and unreleased audio. Pierre brought in that uh, new uh, version for us on Friday. It was a really cool collection. Taylor said, Growing up, the harmonies of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young always captivated me. What they could do felt more like superpowers than music. Showing them appreciation is just my way of thanking them for inspiring me. Uh, by the way, Taylor's uh, CMF tour opens up tonight in Tempe, Arizona. Tonight, tonight, tonight. And the set list features tracks from a solo debut, uh, CMF, uh, CMFT, as well as cuts from his Slipknot and Stone Sour catalogs. And then one more thing. Uh, this is kind of out of the ordinary, but Kat Von D. Do you remember her? I absolutely do. We had Egg her in the Masters. studio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's released her debut single. Can't wait. It's called Exorcism. It's the first track from her forthcoming debut album called Love Made Me Do It, which is due out in August. She's, it's funny how she like she's a role model for a lot of a lot of women. Like our own Sarah is a big Kat Von D fan. The tattoo artist uh, said in a statement, I wrote Exorcism after having had binged on every Exorcist movie that ever existed. I loved the idea of trying the act of being possessed by something outside your control to what love can sometimes feel like. Losing yourself in someone else, and sometimes it leaving you black and blue. Mm -hmm. uh, the album features some collaborations. Let's collab. Uh, Dave Grohl and Linda Perry are on this, as well as Danny Loner from Nine Inch Nails. All right, we have some. Uh. Oh, this is Corey Taylor. Yes, uh. Corey Taylor. Let's hear the Corey Taylor song. Here we go. Thank you, Marissa, for getting that. Rejoice, rejoice, we have no choice but to carry on. Singing a different part than Stephen Stills because I don't think he can hit those notes. No, that no. Stephen can. Yeah. Now witness the quickness with which we. Okay. Yeah, it's a little right. different. So he's doing that as just a uh, as a, a tribute, nod. Yeah. a nod, which is uh, which is really cool. So, all right, and that is it. Huh? I got no more music news for you, folks. That's it. Hmm. All right, let's take a break and come back in a moment. When we return, letter of the day for the word of the week prize, which I'll spell out for you. Not the whole word, but I'll tell you what the prize is. And um, we'll see what Pierre's got going on this beautiful Monday morning. We'll be right back. Stay with us. 
Is that a concert on the horizon? Oh, not just a concert. It's a full day rock festival. MM Barbecue 2021. Saturday, September 25th, BB&T Pavilion. Jane's Addiction. The Offspring. Hall of Famers, Cheap Trick. Lawn tickets start at just $25. For an entire day of everything that rocks with MMR. And eight of our favorite bands. Including Dirty Honey. Dorothy. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. Aaron Jones. And Foxtrot and the Get Down. Tickets on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. MM Barbecue 2021. Details at WMMR.com. Our program coming to a close for the day, but I think we started off in fine fashion. I would like to thank uh, Cece, our friend. Yes. The teacher from uh, Padua Academy, Christine Campbell. She's coolest teacher of the year. According to the students, I'm sure there's many other cool teachers, but we had to find one because we don't have enough prizes for all the teachers in the Delaware Valley. Up next is uh, New Hope Solberry, so you can uh, now vote, and it's easy. Just text the word teacher to 39333, and we will send the voting link. And I'll thank you for being on the show today because you were our guest. And I'd like to thank Kathy for revealing <laughs> how her butthole got uh, de-hairified. shot. Yeah. Got zapped. Uh, uh, over the weekend. And even gave us a visual... Demonstration of how things were on the table. <laughs> that was just for us. Just that for was you guys. Just for us. Just because we've worked together for so long, Aww. I felt as though. Yeah. We've reached that level after. Yeah, you guys can It reminded us of uh, your initial job interview. <laughs> oh, jeez. Boy, this, this gal really wants yeah. the job back. <laughs> Let's see what we're getting here. Yeah. All right, so uh, with uh, without further ado, we need to do the letter of the day, so we can do that now. You yeah, ready, Case? I got you. Here we go. Justin and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter A, as an army of the dead. All right, Ooh. and we are going to give away $300 from the Baxter. I don't know if I want to do that every day. The all Baxter. <laughs> uh, a dumpster in a bag, perfect for all home improvement cleanups, and you can just pick one up today at any of your local home improvement stores. And by Phil and Gaunt. So we'll give that away. Remove that refuse. On uh, Friday. Uh, let me thank. Oh, by the way, Pierre uh, and uh, Pancake wanted me to mention that Pierre's interview with Jackson, uh, or Jackson and Pierre, I should say, interviewed Lizzie Hale and Amy Lee last week. We talked about that on Friday before we left. You can now watch that online Excellent. at WMMR.com. So uh, check that out when you get the opportunity. Two awesome gals and two great interviewers. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme. They have everything that you need uh, to prep for this summer season. And it's Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston Steve Show. And A.D. Moyer. Higher quality building materials, fair prices, and trusted experts since 1939. Uh, tomorrow, the program should be solid. It's Tuesday, so we'll give away a free tattoo with Tuesday, And we're also going to have actor and Brack Pack member Andrew McCarthy oh, cool. on the show. Yeah, He's so written a book about the Brat Pack. We'll talk to him. There's many stories, I'm sure, from that. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye.
Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat 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 b